0: 2006, the year that the 7th generation of game consoles released. Some may think that 2006 was the best year of gaming, but to me, it only exists as a painful memory when that will just not go away. I got a Nintendo Wii for my 7th birthday on November 28th, 2006, about 9 days after the Wii launched. I still remember the moment when my dad gave me the present, and then I quickly ripped it open. Wow! A Wii! Thanks, Dad! I said in happiness. After that, my dad had a bit of work to do, and I begged him to help me set it up. And when he was finally done, he helped me set up the Wii in the living room. What surprised me about the Wii is the controller, as it reminded me more of a TV remote. After my dad set it up, he left me the play, and I was going to play Wii Sports, which was the Wii's pack and game, but something else caught my eye, the Mii Channel, so I decided to open that up instead. But when I got to the Mii Channel, there was a single Mii there. I clicked on him and found out that the Mii's name was... Edeled. The name Eteled didn't make any sense to me until I looked closely into the letters and found that it was backwards for DELETE. I took a good look at Eteled. He was bald, with a big smiling mouth, giant eyes, and a small nose. He started to creep me out a bit, so I decided to delete him. I then decided to make a me version out of me. So, I clicked the button to make a new me And I named my new me, Kyle Because that was my name, Kyle But then when I got back to the plaza area Edelard was back With the same creepy look So I deleted him the first chance I got I was still kinda creeped out but, I just decided to forget about it and just play some Wii Sports. I liked Wii Sports, it was a compilation of 5 sports, and these 5 sports were Tennis, Baseball, Bowling, Golf, and Boxing. I decided to play Bowling since it was my favorite sport. My me was in a bowling alley with many other Miis, and occasionally I'd see the me in the lane next to mine do their throw. But about halfway through the game, I saw a me, a, a bald me, to be more specific, walk up to the lane next to mine. He threw the ball and got a strike. The me then turned around to celebrate. But then I saw the me's face. It looked exactly like Edelette's face. I thought I deleted him. I uh, guess I'll just have to delete him again. So I quit Sports and went back to the Me channel. But before I could delete Edeled, something weird happened. Edeled actually started speaking. His voice was incredibly low-pitched and distorted.
1: Why are you trying to delete me?
0: After Edeled said this, I spoke out. "What, what, What do you mean? I asked in fright. What was I thinking when I said that? Of course Edeled wouldn't hear me. But to my surprise, he did.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: You know what I mean? Edeled said with annoyance. I I just don't want you in my me channel. You're 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 creepy and and you're and you're just creeping me out. I'm sorry.
2: These really. have feelings too, you know. How'd you feel you?
0: Edelette yelled. The screen then cut to static for about five seconds, until it cut back to the me channel, with a close-up of Edelette's face. Adelaide's pupils were huge, and yet a very angry expression. And as every second passed, Edelette's expression became angrier and angrier. I pressed the home button and ran to my dad, He was on the phone, so I waited for him to finish. Dad, there's something wrong with my Wii, I said in a scared voice. I led my dad to the living room, and turned off the home menu, and surprisingly, it looked normal. What? He was right there, Dad! He He was right there! I yelled with confidence. Kyle, maybe you're just playing a bit too much. I think you should go take a break my dad recommended. So I did. I opened up the home menu again and took a 15 minute break. But as I left the living room, I could have sworn that I heard my dad say to himself, Oh God. But after 15 minutes, I came back to the Wii and turned off the home menu. And an animation played of my me being deleted. And then a dialogue box appeared saying, goodbye Kyle, and then the Me channel automatically turned off and went back to the Wii menu. I tried to get back into the Me channel, but every time I did, a dialogue box would appear saying, we deleted you, and it would take me back to the Wii menu. I soon realized that Edelette had somehow deleted me in a way so that I couldn't make any more Mii's. So that meant no matter what game I played, I always had to play as Edeled. December 5th, 2006. I was sitting in my bedroom. I was bored, and yet. Still in shock after what happened a week ago. With Edeled. Christmas was coming, and I was tired of playing as Edeled in all the games I played. I actually managed to find out about the guest players. But whenever I tried to play as them, they would just reload as Edeled. I tried asking my dad for a new Wii so I can start over, but he doesn't acknowledge Edeled's existence. And doesn't believe me about the whole fiasco. But anyway. I heard the doorbell ring. I ran to the window and saw my best friend Nathan waiting outside the door. I ran to the door and let him in. Hey, Kyle, he said happily. Hey, I replied. We talked for a bit as we went upstairs, and just as I thought, he found the Wii. Whoa, dude, you have a Wii? Nathan said with excitement. Why didn't you tell me? He continued. Well, uh... Nathan, you see, before I could finish, Nathan grabbed the Wii remote and said, It's fine, dude. Let's play, as he gave me a Wii remote. I reluctantly turned the Wii on, and I took a glance at Nathan's face, and he was clearly very excited. The Wii menu came on screen, and I became nervous when Nathan pointed the Wii remote to the Mi channel. Hey, Kyle, uh, is that the Mi channel? I heard it's really cool. Nathan asked. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool, I stuttered. Nathan clicked on the me channel, and I tried my best to think up of an excuse to not go on the me channel. But before I could come up with one, Nathan pressed start. And what was weird was that I expected the dialogue box saying we deleted you to appear, but to my surprise, it actually led us into the me channel. But when we got into the Mii channel, it was very, very glitchy. Textures were in the wrong places, and the music was very, very low quality. I looked at Nathan and, needless to say, his excitement was replaced by pure confusion. He looked back at me. Uh, Kyle? Uh, do you know what's happening here? He asked. Before I could start explaining, I heard a very loud grinding noise. We turned back to the TV, and saw Eteled standing in the middle of the Mii Channel. My eyes widened in fear. Eteled just stood there for a while though, just staring at us. Edeled looked at me again. Uh, Kyle, what's going on here? He said as I looked back at him. I have to close the Mii Channel, I replied. I pointed the Wii Remote at the exit button at the top left of the screen which its textures were all mixed up. Come on, come on, come on, I repeated to myself as I repeatedly clicked on the exit button. But the dialogue box to choose if you wanted to leave wasn't coming up. And at this point, I was starting to panic. So did Nathan. While I was desperately trying to close the Me Channel, Edel had started speaking. (laughs) Hello, Kyle. Kyle, what's going on? Nathan asked me frightfully. Just calm down, sit down, and I'll, I'll explain it to you later. Just let me handle it, okay? Nathan sat down on the couch, and just when he did, Edelette spoke out again.
2: Didn't you know that your man is coming to visit?
0: What are you talking about? I asked. The not you created, he should be here at any moment. Immediately after Edelette said that, My Mi came. He fell from the top of the screen, and landed on the ground of the Mi channel, and Etelette disappeared. I was happy to see my Mi again, but when he got up, I was shocked. He looked extremely pale, and he was covered in blood and stains and he was wobbling, as if he was struggling to keep his balance. And I could have sworn that I heard my Mii whisper help me I backed away from the screen and Nathan was literally shivering I made another attempt to close the Mii channel and Eteled appeared
2: Leaving so soon Kyle? You haven't even got serious me up close yet
0: Edelett said in a sinister tone the camera then zoomed in onto my me, and when it was fully zoomed in, I saw my me crying as he was struggling to stand. I felt bad for him. But after a couple seconds, Edeled walked on screen with an axe. He walked over to my me and pushed him over. My me fell on the ground and cried even more. Edeled put his foot on my Mii to restrain him. YOU GET AWAY FROM HIM! I yelled. Edeled looked at me and said,
2: Well, I'll get away from him. What's he's dealt with?
0: Edeled said as he looked back at my Mii, who was crying and out of breath from squirming. Edeled raised his axe and swung it at my Mii's legs, chopping them off. And while there was no blood, I did see red stains in the areas in which Edeled chopped off my Mii's legs but I could still tell that my me was still in intense pain and he was squirming for dear life Eteled then raised his axe again and paused for a moment I looked back at Nathan and I will never forget the fear I saw on his face every inch of fear was visible on Nathan's face I never saw him so horrified I eventually told him to go to my room so that he wouldn't have to see anything that would happen next. He nodded his head, and ran to my bedroom and shut the door. I turned back to the TV, and Edelette swung the axe at my Mie's neck, decapitating him. And there was still no blood. However, I still did see red stains on my Mii's neck and head. I was done at this point. I ran to the Wii and repeatedly pressed the power button, but it didn't work. I tried again and again and again, until I saw the screen go to static. But, as time went by, I saw my Mii's decapitated head slowly fade into the screen. Immediately, I went back to trying to shut off the Wii. But I still couldn't shut off the Wii by using the power button. So, I unplugged the Wii. I took the Wii, Wii remotes, and cords and ran to my room. I swung the door open and threw the Wii into the closet. I looked at Nathan, who was sitting on my bed and still in shock after everything that has happened today. Is... is it over? Nathan asked quietly. Yeah, it's over, I replied while breathing heavily. I think you should go home, Nathan, I continued. Alright, see you later, Nathan replied as he left the room. After Nathan left, I went back to the living room to see the static is still on the TV. But after a couple seconds, the static was replaced with a black background with white text saying, This is not over, and then the TV turned off. The year is two thousand thirteen. I've just turned fourteen. And I'm enjoying playing the Wii U that I got for my birthday. But whenever I hear the word Wii, I think of that me. That me that traumatized my childhood all those years ago. I got a Wii in 2010 with some allowance money, and luckily that me didn't appear on it. I had fun with that Wii, but whenever I picked up the Wii remote, I felt scared. Scared that the me would appear once again. You know which one I'm talking about. Edeled. One day, while in bed watching Netflix on my Wii U, I remembered that message on the TV screen back in December of 2006. I remember that day vividly. The message was, This is not over. But it's been seven years and nothing's happened. As the movie I was watching ended, I asked myself a question that I was surprised I didn't ask myself sooner Is. Etelette sentient. No, he can't be. He's just some stupid AI. But what sick being would program an AI to do what Etelette has done? I turned my head to face my closet with the old Wii still in there. I never touched it again after what happened all those years ago. So I just sort of left it there. I wanted to know if Etelette was some virus that somehow gone to the Wii. I do have a bit of technical knowledge, and I thought I could put the Wii's SD card into my laptop to access the system files. I slowly walked to the closet, and carefully picked up the Wii. I took out the SD card, and brought out my laptop. I plugged in my USB SD card reader, and then put my SD card into it. Here it goes, I whispered as I took a deep breath. After I inserted it, I opened the file explorer and clicked on the SD card, and gained access to the Wii system files. There were files like game data, system memory, and lots more. I clicked on system memory, and one result came up, and it read, edaledmichannel.wad I really didn't think that I'd be able to find something related to edaled so quickly. I was kind of hesitant to click on it at first, However, I just remembered that I had a part-time job working for my local grocery store. So if anything happened, I can just save up and buy a new one. I clicked on the file, and the screen went black. It was black for about 10 seconds. And then I was greeted to a simulated Wii menu. It was really messed up though. It was dark and all the music was low quality. I'd occasionally hear loud screeching noises, and the icons on the Wii menu would occasionally cut the static for about a split second. The hand icon, though, which I controlled using my mouse, was just Edelette's face. I just stared at the screen for a while, I wanted to leave, but... I also wanted to find out the mystery of this me that traumatized me as a child. So I continued. I clicked on the me channel and pressed start. And I was taken to the me channel. It was just a black screen with all of the icons on the side, but nothing else. Edeled then appeared on screen. Oh, you came back. Yeah, I um I did. I said
2: I just thought that you'd eventually come back.
0: Replied, Delete me. What? <laughs> Why? I questioned.
1: Uh,
2: uh, I need to show you something.
0: Ediled replied. Okay, I said with confusion. I picked up Edeled and dragged him to the delete icon. I was given the choice to delete Edeled and I breathed heavily as I chose to delete him. I was taken back to my desktop. I was confused, but then I noticed something was added to my desktop. A file named deleted.mp4. I was nervous. I didn't want to click it, but if I was going to find this Mii's origin, I had to continue. I clicked the file, and a video opened. It was static for a while, but then it cut to a hallway with hospital beds, lined up next to one another. Each bed had a me laying down on it, hooked up to life support machines. And you can clearly hear the beeping sounds of the machines. But most disturbingly, you can hear the moans and cries of the me's laying on the beds. The camera moved through the hallway slowly, and it stopped and turned to one of the beds. A pale me was laying down on it. Then after a while, the me flatlined. The strange thing is, is that the me's in this video can make different expressions, like being sad or angry. There were also me's who were making expressions that weren't even possible for me to make. I saw some that were full blown crying. The screen then cut to static for a while. A long while actually. The static was on the screen for about a minute. Then the screen then cut to Edeled, laying in one of the beds. With life support machines hooked up all over him. I was shocked when I saw this. Because Edela wasn't making his normal creepy expression. But instead he was making a very sad expression. Although his eyes and mouth remained the same size as before. But then Edela looked at the camera. And then spoke out.
2: You see, do you now see why I don't want to be deleted? I'm trying to warn you. Whenever a me gets deleted, they get sent here, where they are doomed because their ignorant creators deleted them. These life support machines are only here to keep us alive for the remaining time we have. And when they get taken off, we die. However, I am the only me who knows how to recover. I am the only me. Who knows how to get back to the new channel after being deleted. But I do know how to stop the pain. So learn your lesson, I'll make you learn.
0: After Edeled was done speaking, he ripped off the tubes and wires off that were connecting him to the life support machines, and got out of his bed. And then he disappeared. The video file was then automatically closed, and I was taken back to my desktop. I was frozen, to say the least. My brain was trying to comprehend what just happened. What was this hallway? And what was Etelette trying to teach me? But I eventually pieced together what was going on in this video. It took me a while, but I believe I found an answer. You see, a me being deleted is basically the equivalent of being diagnosed with a terminal cancer or incurable sickness. So, they are sent to the hallway where they are hooked up to the life support machines to live out the remaining time they have left. And at the end, they get taken off of life support and they die. It is a painful death, but Edeled is the only me in existence who knows how to recover from the sickness and get back to the me channel. But he doesn't know how to stop the pain. That's what he was trying to teach me. He wasn't trying to be scary, but instead trying to teach me a lesson. It's just that violence and aggression is the only way he knows how to do it. In the end, I never found out Edeled's origins. I never knew how he was made or what his motives were. But... I, th- I think it's best... that I never do. I used to work for Nintendo of America, while the Wii was being created. It was actually kind of a good job, but there was one guy who worked there that nobody really knew. We didn't know what he was like, or what he did on his spare time, all he had were just rumors. His name was Henry, and there were rumors about him being spread around the office, about what he did, where he lived, and how he even got hired in the first place. All of which are most likely not true. To me, he was just some other guy who just wasn't really known by anyone. But sometime during the Wii's production, he started to act... strange. He would show up to work late, he glared at some of the employees, and he would hide in the bathroom and wouldn't talk to anybody. I almost felt bad for him, but one Tuesday afternoon, my coworker, Mike, walked up to me on my break. Hey Jonathan, what do you think Henry's doing over there? I've known Mike ever since i started working at Nintendo. I would consider him to be one of my best friends. We would go bowling, grab a bite to eat, and sometimes even play a round of golf. Anyway. I looked over at Henry, and he was just pacing, and I could clearly see him mumbling to himself. Looks like he's talking to himself, I replied. Seems like he's insane, Mike said jokingly as he sipped his cold can of Coke. Henry continued to pace around talking to himself for about a minute, until he left the office. Me and Mike followed a safe distance away. We saw him grab a Wii, already boxed and ready to ship to retailers, and went into one of the back offices. He was sure to look around to make sure nobody was watching, and proceeded to enter the room, shutting the door behind him. So, uh... Wanna check out what he's doing? Mike asked. Maybe later. Besides, our break is almost over. I replied as Mike and I walked away. It has been a good 10 minutes since our break period ended and I was working. I had a clear view of the office that Henry had entered and he still hasn't come out. I started to become curious as to what he was up to in there but I eventually decided to turn back to my computer and continue working. About 30 seconds pass and a loud scream catches the attention of everybody in the office. I whipped my head to face the door to the room that Henry was in, and all I saw was one of my co-workers standing there, shaking. Everyone got up, left their cubicles, and ran to the room, and when I managed to get a good look into the room, I almost fainted. Henry was laying on the floor, dead. His body was dark, unrecognizable, as if he were electrocuted. The result was an office-wide panic. People were screaming, calling the police. Some even vomited right there on the scene. But two days later, everybody who was present when we saw Henry's body were called down to the presentation room. I was still shaken from the whole thing, and didn't really want to think about it anymore. But, I just went anyway. When we got there, my boss was standing at the front of the presentation room, while we got all settled. Hello everyone, my boss said. I'm sure that you are all aware of what happened two days ago, and I am just as shaken as all of you. However, we have gotten security camera footage, and I thought that it would be important for you all to see it. Please note that some of this footage is disturbing. My boss walked over to the projector and brought up the footage and pressed play. The video began with Henry entering the room with the Wii and sat down at the desk. He hooked the Wii up and set it up. It was normal for the most part, other than the fact that he had a bottle of beer and was drinking it throughout the process of setting up the Wii. When Henry got the Wii fully set up, the first thing he did was go to the Mii channel. And when it opened, he pressed the button to make a new Mii. The Mii's gender was male, and he started it from scratch. He made the Mii bald, with huge eyes and a huge mouth and a small nose. Okay, that right there is the weirdest Me I've ever seen in my entire life, one employee shouted. We all shushed him and continued watching, and then Henry got to naming the me, and then he named it Eteled. Wait, pause the video, another employee shouted. My boss paused the video as the employee took a couple seconds to analyze this me's name. That's delete spelled backwards, he yelled, and before we knew it, Everybody in the room was in a heated debate on whether Henry knew what he was naming this me, or if it was just a coincidence because he was drunk. It wasn't long before my boss put a stop to it. Everybody shut the hell up! My boss yelled. He pressed the play button again, and we continued to watch in silence. Henry saved the me, and put it into the me plaza. Henry simply stared at the screen for a bit and said, Huh. I always wanted to be in me, he said as he chuckled. Immediately after he said that, my boss paused the video. We are now about to enter the part of the footage that is disturbing. If you feel you are unable to handle the disturbing nature of the following, please leave the room now, my boss explained. And thus, Many employees left the presentation room. I counted, and there were only six people left. Me, Mike, and four other coworkers. So, uh, you staying? I asked Mike. Yeah, I wanna see what happened. He replied as my boss pressed play again. In the footage, Henry noticed that the monitor screen started to flicker. He looked down at the plug for the Wii and it was about halfway into the socket. He bent down to push it back in all the way, and when he did, he got electrocuted and dropped dead. I looked behind me, and all of the four co-workers in the room winced as Henry got electrocuted in the footage. I didn't even want to look at it. Mike just sat there and watched with a blank expression, as if all emotion had been sucked out of him. I looked back at the footage, and got a good look at Henry. His body would sometimes jerk and flinch, due to the electricity. But about six seconds later, the monitor in which Henry made that me on, strangely went static. What the hell? I thought to myself. In fact, that was the only thing I could think of at that point of time. But then, the monitor displayed EtoLed the me that Henry made and he started speaking
2: I've always wanted to be in me
0: Etelette said in a distorted low-pitched voice
1: have you ever wanted to be in me?
0: And then after that last image the monitor cut to static and then the footage cut to static everybody was silent Nobody said a word. I-I'm I'm, I'm very sorry you all had to see that, my boss stuttered as he turned off the projector. You may all leave now, he continued as we got up from our seats and left. But as I was leaving, I realized something. After we went back to work after seeing Henry's body two days ago, I looked back and noticed one of my coworkers, Johnny, taking the Wii, the Wii remotes, and the cable and box out of the room. I assumed that he was just going to format the Wii system memory, but then rumors started going around the office that Johnny just put everything back in the box, sealed it up, and put it with the others without formatting the Wii system memory. The Wii has already been sent out to retailers, and I should have known that's what Johnny did. Johnny had a reputation around the office for doing some stupid things, this would leave whoever was unlucky enough to buy the Wii to find out about Edeled. Now, I have no idea what Edeled could do, but I knew that it wouldn't be good. And there was no way I could track the Wii, but I still couldn't accept the fact that whoever bought it would soon find out that it was used by a man who died while using it. Or at least find Edeled in the Mii channel. So about two weeks later, I resigned. While me and Mike still remain friends, there will always be that day that in the middle of a conversation, one of us will bring up Henry and we would sit there in silence. And I really, really hope that whoever buys that weed doesn't experience anything that Edeled might do. And if they do, then I pray that it doesn't make a lasting effect on them. Henry, was a man that nobody really ever knew. Nobody spoke a word to him and never really acknowledged his existence. Was he a loner or did he have a mental disorder? Nobody knew. But all we could do was speculate. Remember, all we had were... rumors. First off, my name is Samantha, but I'm usually referred to as Sam. I'm not really into what other girls are into. While most girls are into stuff like shopping, clothes, makeup, and gossip, I'm more into skateboarding, technology, movies, and most of all, video games. I have game consoles like the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, but one game console has always fascinated me the Nintendo Wii. For some reason, I love the idea of motion-based gaming. Sure, motion controls today are usually considered as gimmicky, but I didn't care what people think. I wanted a Wii. Sadly, the Wii is hard to come by since its discontinuation in 2013. And with it now being 2016, the only places where you can find them are places like Kijiji and eBay. For a while, I thought I would never get a Wii, until I finally found one. My mother absolutely loves thrift stores, and would usually drag me along with her when she went to them. But me on the other hand, well, I hate them. All the stuff there are so gross and weird. Until one day, my mother took me to a thrift store, and then I went to the electronics section. And there it was. My eyes widened as the Wii box caught my eye. The instant I saw it, I called my mother over, and I asked if we could buy it. And since it was a thrift store, the prices there are way lower than they would be in actual stores. She said yes, as this Wii was only $20. When we got home, I immediately set the Wii up in my bedroom. Once I was done, I turned it on and my TV. Usually video game consoles would have a setup process, you know, where you put in the time and date, the country you live in, that kind of stuff. But for some reason, this Wii I got didn't have that. But honestly, I didn't care. The game that came with the Wii was Wii Sports, so I decided to play that. But then I forgot something. I had to make my own Mi first. I could use the guest players, but I just didn't want to, so I went to the Mii channel, so I can make a me. But, when I got to the Mii channel, I found something... odd. I saw a Mii already there, with its back facing me. It was cowering while repeating the words.
2: Please don't delete me, please don't delete me.
0: I just stood there for a moment, not saying a word. The Mii turned around and looked at me. The Mii looked kind of weird, he was bald, and his eyes were huge, he had a small nose and a big smiling mouth. I clicked on the me with the Wii remote, and his name read, Eteled. What did that name mean? I couldn't figure it out, and as he stood there, he spoke again.
2: Please, don't delete me.
0: I always had a belief that A.I. had feelings, that they had souls, so I simply replied with, I'm not going to delete you. And Edelard's expression then changed from a creepy smile to a rather confused look.
1: What?
2: You're not going to delete me? Because everyone deletes me.
0: No, why don't you want to be deleted? I questioned. Edeled started to explain that this Wii was previously owned by a kid named Kyle. He said that when a Mii is deleted, they are sent to a place that he refuses to speak of. I tried to get it out of him, but he wouldn't budge. But I'm guessing it's pretty bad. I then decided to play Wii Sports, without making my own Mii. I just decided to play as Edeled. We Sports had a total of five sports included with it tennis, baseball, bowling, golf, and boxing. I really liked boxing, so I played that. I chose Edeled as my me, and the game started. In boxing, I obviously played as Edeled, and the me that I was versing was named Ryan. I looked at Ryan's skill level, and he was at level one hundred and twenty four. Now, that may sound tough, but from what I've heard, level 124 makes Ryan the worst CPU player in boxing, so this should be easy. The match started, and I threw a punch with my Wii Remote, and with that single hit, Ryan fell to the ground. I made a slight chuckle, I knew this would be easy. I ended up winning that match easily. I played a lot more matches after that, all of which I played as adelaide. and it wasn't until 9.30 that it was time for me to go to bed, since it was a Sunday and I had school the next day. So I turned off the Wii and went to bed. I'm not a fan of school, not because of homework or learning useless crap I'll probably never use in the real world, I don't like school because there's always people bullying me, everyone in my class knows that I believe that AI have feelings, and they always harass me for it. There's this one group of bullies, with the leader being called William, but he goes by Will. Will is a grade A jerk. He doesn't just bully me, but he bullies all the kids who are either unpopular or different like the kids who have learning disabilities. Anyway, he and his little group of goons like to refer to me as Sam the Psychopath, mainly due to my belief that AI have feelings. When we got into our homeroom, we sat down and waited for our teacher to arrive. The teacher's name was Mr. Brenner. He is a very laid-back teacher, and every Monday, he asked us how our weekend was.
3: Alright class, how was your weekend? He was
0: met with silence, just like every other day. While he waited for someone to share their experiences over the weekend, I slowly raised my hand. Sam. Mr. Brenner called. I just sat there for a second, as I was thinking how to explain my experiences with Edeled. Um, I spoke to a me on my Nintendo Wii yesterday. I said. I don't know why I shared my experiences with Edeled. Probably just to make Mr. Brenner feel good. After I shared, my class started laughing while I embarrassingly sat there. After the laughing stopped, we carried on with the morning. Next period, I was walking to my next class when Will and his friends, Cooper and Dan, stopped me. Hey Sam the Psychopath, Will yelled. Are you missing your little me friend? He continued as he pushed me. Shut up Will. I quietly said as I tried to get past. What? He questioned. What did you say to me? He continued as he gripped my shoulder and spun me to face him. I dare you to repeat that. Will threatened quietly. He let go of my shoulder and I walked away. Yeah! Run! Run you little me friend! He yelled as I continued to walk away. I got to my class and everything went by smoothly until about 10 minutes before lunch. We were in history, and we were working on an assignment about World War I. And as I was working, I could hear talking. I looked up and saw another group of bullies talking about me. This group consisted of three girls, Ellie, Jane, and Faith. They usually sit next to each other in classes, and would gossip and talk about other people instead of doing actual work. On this day, I sat right behind them, and I could overhear their conversation. You know Sam, right? Ellie asked Jane. Yeah, she's so weird, Jane replied. I tried to ignore them while I continued working. You know her stupid wee she's been talking about? Well, maybe she has some mental condition and she's hallucinating, Faith said as she laughed. What are you guys talking about me for? I asked. Yo, were we talking about you? No! Ellie quietly hissed at me. They think that I'm some stupid idiot and some weird kid with a mental condition. And they think that I'm gullible enough to keep working, thinking that I was mistaken. Ellie, I know what I hear, and I know what I see. I quietly confronted Ellie as I leaned forward. Yo, shut up, Sam. Ellie stated, and I leaned in further. Stop! Talking about me, I quietly demanded Okay, fine. Just go back to working Ellie said with a sassy tone I overheard them a bit more and I was surprised to hear that they were now just talking about their pathetic TV shows And then they started talking about shopping and going to the mall. I felt vomit rise in my throat Get a life, I thought The day went by normally after that Other than some kids giving me some weird looks, it was fine. I always walk home from school, mainly because I live so close to my school and that my mom is always at work on the weekdays. She usually gets back from work usually around an hour after I get home. Anyway, today was no different, but Will does take the same route as me to get to his home, which is a bit further down. Sometimes I look back and see him walking a safe distance behind. I didn't really care though, because he doesn't do too much when his friends aren't with him. Eventually, I got home and I locked the door behind me. I went to my room and I decided to talk to Edeled. I turned on my TV and Wii, and I sat on my bed while I held the Wii remote in my hand. As the Wii menu glowed onto my face, I pointed the Wii remote to the Mi Channel, and I pressed the A button. I pressed Start. When the Mi Channel opened, I saw Edeled. Hi Edeled, I said softly.
2: Sam, I need you to turn off the Wii.
0: Edeled spoke in a rather scared tone. Why? I asked.
2: Someone's coming. Turn off the Wii and hide it!
0: Edelad fearfully yelled. I didn't understand. Who was coming and why was Edelad so afraid? But before I could say anything else, I heard running. Running that seemed to get closer and closer. So turn off the Wii! Edelad panicked as I ran to turn off the Wii. As my finger inched to the power button, I stopped. I heard my window open. I looked at my window, and I saw Will. Hey, psychopath! Having fun with your little me? Will said sarcastically. What the hell was he doing here? Did he follow me home? Why was he here? I looked over at the TV screen, with the Wii still on. Edeled was shaking. Will came in and grabbed the Wii remote out of my hand. Let's see what the little guy's name is. Will said as he pointed the Wii remote to Etelette and clicked on him. The speech bubble containing Eteled's name appeared over his head, and Will analyzed the name. That's backwards for delete, Will said. Is it? I asked. Yes, stupid, you really didn't notice that? Wow, you're stupider than I thought, Will angrily said. But, because his name is backwards for delete, let's delete him. Will joyfully announced as he picked up Edelette and dragged him to the delete icon. I jumped up and tried to pull the Wii remote out of his hands. But Will was stronger than me and he was slowly able to get him to the delete icon. The text box then appeared asking if we wanted to delete the Mii. Will started to inch his way to the yes button, while I tried to inch my way to the no button. Will was able to get to the yes button and he pressed A. And then... The Mii deletion sound played. Will had a smirk on his face, while I was making an expression of pure worry. Edelette was being sent to that place that he told me about. I couldn't imagine the pain that he's going through. I laid on my bed, as Will walked towards my window. See you later, Sam the Psychopath! Will yelled as he was getting ready to jump out of my window. But then... We heard a voice.
2: You just made the biggest
0: mistake of your life. The voice sounded like Edeled, so I sprang out of my bed to find him back in the Mii channel. And this time, he was standing next to another me, which looked exactly like Will. Will then turned around to face the TV.
2: This is you, right Will?
0: Will was in a state of shock, and his me looked worried, as if something terrible was about to happen. Will slowly walked to the back of my room.
2: Why are you so frightened Will? Are you scared? Just like you're me?
0: Will didn't answer.
2: Well one thing's for sure. You've brought this on yourself Will. I'll be right back.
0: Edelette announced as he walked off screen. A few seconds later, he came back with an axe. He kicked Will's knee over and put his foot on him. Edelette, stop! What are you doing?! I yelled as Edelad raised the axe. Shut up!
2: I've taught someone not to delete me this way before, and I'm not afraid to do it again!
0: Will just stood there, unable to move, speak, or do anything because of the fear. I ran to turn off the Wii, but I tripped on my bed leg, and I fell to the ground. I looked up at the TV.
2: I went through the pain of being deleted.
0: AND NOW IT'S TIME FOR YOU ME TO
1: SUFFER! SAY GOODBYE, YOU
0: HEARTLESS- I turned off the TV before Edelette could finish his sentence. I got up and turned to Will. You need to leave, I said quietly. Will ran to my window and jumped out. He ran off. I closed my window and sat on my bed. I stared at the Wii for minutes non-end with questions filling my mind. Why did this happen? Why did Edelad do this? What was the result going to be? What was the resolution intended to be? But this question filled up my mind the most Why did I get this we? It's been about one day after Edeled tried to kill Will's me. I don't fully understand yet, but I don't want to return it back to the thrift store because I feel that maybe Etelhead and I could talk it out. I went to school in silence, and I even saw Will, but he just looked at me, and looked away. It was obvious that he was just as shaken up as I was. We got to our homeroom, and Mr. Brenner walked in.
3: Alright class, I hope you all studied. Today is the chapter 4 science test.
0: Mr. Brenner called out, The science chapter 4 test? I didn't study. In fact, I forgot about it all weekend. And if all the events that happened yesterday didn't take place, I probably would have remembered it and studied for a while. And to make matters worse, Mr. Brenner's tests can be hard. It asks you for exact details and everything that was in the study guide. As Mr. Brenner handed out the tests, I slouched back at my desk, knowing that I would fail. And then he came to my desk.
3: Sam, did you study?
0: I replied with a faint no.
3: Well, today I'll give you an adapted version, just this once. Make sure you study next time.
0: There's one or two kids in my class who have some minor learning difficulties. So every time we have a test, Mr. Brenner makes some adapted versions for them. And the only reason he's giving me an adapted version is because my grades have been slipping a bit. The test was still a little tricky, but I think I've done much better than I would have done on a regular version. The day went by normally after that. I saw Will a couple times, and we even made eye contact. But we didn't say a word to each other. When I got home, I sat in front of my Wii. Should I talk to Edeled? Should I throw out this Wii? Those questions are still filling my mind. No, he has a soul. He is living, I said to myself. I decided to just talk it out with Edeled. I turned on my Wii and grabbed the Wii remote. I got to the Me channel and saw Edeled. Just standing there. Edeled, can I talk to you about something? I asked. What is it? Why did you get so mad? Sure, you don't like being deleted, but why did you react that way?
2: Because that's the only way I can react. I previously lived a life, a real life, but my childhood was full of abuse and violence.
0: I took a few seconds before responding. Edel had lived an actual life before? He was a human being at one time? I asked him to be more specific, but I didn't want to force anything out of him.
2: All I can say is that my childhood was very rough. I was bullied, I was abused, and I was
1: different.
0: How was he different? Who abused him? Why was his life so traumatic to him? I'm sorry about what happened to you, Edeled. I hope you're feeling okay now, I said.
1: I
2: feel okay mentally, but not physically.
0: There was a long pause.
2: Growing up as a person, I was punished for not being normal. My father was mean, while my mother was nice.
0: I didn't even ask him anything, but what I heard shocked me. Edeled previously lived a real life. But not a good one. His father was mean, but his mother was nice Was Edelad a victim of child abuse?
2: My mother always loved me, but she was always sad
0: At this point, I felt really bad for Edelad not only in his past life, but his life right now He said earlier he feels okay mentally, but not physically. I'm really sorry about your past life, Adelaide. I wish there was a way I could help, I said as I looked down.
2: It was not a past life. I am still who I was before.
0: I looked up at the TV, confused.
2: I worked for the company who made the Wii, Nintendo. I died, but I still lived on in this Wii.
0: I stood up. Adelaide is an actual person whose spirit possesses this Wii? It didn't make any sense. I didn't understand. I didn't want to ask any more questions, so I decided to exit the Mii channel. I got back to the Wii menu and noticed I received a new message on the Wii message board. I went there and found an envelope. I clicked on it, and the letter read this.
2: Sam, I trust you, okay? You're the first person I was ever able to trust in a long time, but please, don't let anyone delete me. You do not know how painful it is. And when I get deleted, I get violent. Sincerely, Edeland.
0: I put the Wii Remote down. I sat on my bed and didn't do anything. This was so much to take in. Edeland was human? It didn't make any sense. I decided to get something to drink. I left my room and walked to my kitchen. I swung open the fridge and grabbed a Pepsi. I opened it as I walked back to my room. I'll just play some Wii Sports with Edeled, I thought. Maybe some tennis will get him in a better mood, I said to myself. Tennis is my second favorite sport of all time, and since I was on Wii Sports, I decided to play it. I opened up Wii Sports and clicked on Tennis. I chose to play as Edelad and the game started. I flung my Wii Remote upward and swung it, hitting the ball. Edelad was very powerful. I didn't even use that much effort in my swing, but Edelad hit the ball so hard that it sped toward the other team. And the other team was able to hit it back normally. In fact, the entire game worked normally. But every time I served, Edelard would hit the ball so hard that the ball went as fast as the game allowed it to. Even when I didn't put any effort into my swing. I won that tennis match and decided to play some baseball. I started it up and the game began. Edelard was the first who was up to bat. The pitcher threw the ball and I hit it. Edelard hit the ball hard and it went flying into the pitcher's face. From what I could guess, the game's programming thought that the pitcher caught it, thus, it was out. And because of this, another meme was supposed to be the batter this time, but Edelard was there again, ready to swing the bat and get a home run. I decided to try again, the pitcher threw the ball, and I swung the Wii Remote. The ball went flying out of the stadium, thus, it was out of the park. Edelard ran to each base. And when he passed all of them, our team got a point. I was starting to get bored after a while. Edeled would keep getting home run after home run. It wasn't fun. There was no challenge. So I quit the game. I decided to play bowling next. Bowling was another favorite sport of mine. And I liked to go to the local bowling alley with a few friends that I had. But this was when things got out of hand. I chose Edelad as my player, and on the first three throws, I got strikes. I was a relatively good bowler, so I didn't think it was too weird, but the next three throws after that were strikes too. Maybe Edelad is better at bowling than me, I said with a slight chuckle. I held the Wii remote behind me and pressed and held the B button, and swung forward. Edelad didn't move. I tried again, and he still didn't move. I noticed that Edeled was looking the other way. He seemed to be watching a CPU me playing on the lane next to him. Kyle. Edelard said quietly. Kyle? Was this the same Kyle that Edeled told me about? Before I could do anything, Edeled slowly raised the bowling ball over his head. And he threw it towards Kyle's head. Kyle was knocked out. He fell as a massive red mark was made visible where the bowling ball hit his head. The game seemed to detect this as a strike, because the strike splash screen came up. And then the replay triggered. But in the replay, the pins didn't fall down. All you could hear was the screams and gasps of all the other me's in the bowling alley. When the replay was finished, the camera cut back to Edeled, who had his back facing the camera. He was looking at all the other Miis staring at him. They all had shocked expressions. Damn it. Edeled said quietly as he ran off to the exit. The camera was following Edeled the entire time. As Edeled burst out the door, I noticed that all the area surrounding the bowling alley was just pitch black. I saw Edeled forming a brick path to walk on. He walked for a while in this blank space. I saw nothing but him and the path, and then the camera started to jitter a bit.
2: Sam, if the camera is jittering, it's because of the game's programming. The camera is not supposed to be here, so the game is trying to take it back to the bowling alley.
0: And you're not letting it? I asked. Yes. Edeled responded. ''What happened back there?'' I asked. Edeled then stopped. He sat on the ground and faced me.
2: <sighs> ''Sam, remember how I told you about Kyle?'' ''Well, that was his me. I honestly have no idea why he came back. I deleted him 10 years ago.''
0: ''What? I thought deleting a me causes them pain. Why are you causing other me's pain if you don't want pain?'' I yelled.
2: I deleted him because he deleted me. I was never good at resolving situations in a lighthearted matter. He caused me pain, so I had to cause him pain. I'm sorry.
0: Well, where do the memes even go when they get deleted? I asked. Edelette sighed.
2: (sighs) Are you sure you want to know?
0: Yes, I replied.
2: Okay then, but you need to delete me first. Once you're done with that, go to the Wii message board. You will see a blank envelope. Click it and then click on the video.
0: Edelette instructed. I went to the Me channel after that, and I deleted him. But before I confirmed that I wanted to delete him, I spoke out. I'm sorry, I said.
2: It's fine, Sam. You want to know after all.
0: I took a deep breath, as I inched the cursor over to the yes button. And then, I pressed A. I exited to the Wii menu after I deleted Edeled. While Edeled was willing to show me what happens when Mies get deleted, I still felt guilty, I hoped he wasn't going through too much pain. I went to the Wii message board and waited for the blank envelope to arrive. It popped up, and I pointed my Wii remote at it and pressed A. A box with a play icon appeared, Edel had told me to play the video, so I did. The video started, and all I saw was static. The static was on the screen for 30 seconds until it cut to a hallway. In the hallway were hospital beds lined up next to each other. There were Miis laying on most of the beds, with some of the beds being empty, and the Miis were connected to life support machines. The Miis were all pale, some were silent, while some were crying for help. As the camera moved slowly across the hallway, I saw Miis flatlining. Nearly all of them were flatlining. I was speechless at this point. The camera then cut to Edelette laying on one of the beds. He was hooked up to life support machines, with wires all over his arms, legs, and forehead. Sam. Edelette said in a weak voice.
2: I'm not upset with you. I understand that you want to know what happens to me when it gets deleted. But please, never do this again. The pain gets worse every time it gets deleted.
1: I'll you in the
0: channel. Adel got up slowly, he ripped off all the wires that were attached to him, he began to glow blue, and slowly disintegrated. It was around this time that the TV turned black, and I heard a faint voice in the background.
1: I didn't expect Edelad to be here. Who,
0: who was that? I asked frightfully.
1: you yeah. will find out
0: <laughs> The voice was different than Edeled. The pitch kept on going up and down, and overall it sounded like it was corrupted. The video then stopped, and it took me back to the Wii message board. With no time to waste, I went back to the Me channel. I saw Edeled, but he was just sitting down, with his hands on his eyes, like he was crying. Edeled, I'm sorry. I apologized.
2: It's fine. Just please don't do it again.
0: I don't... really understand still. If it's okay, could you explain more about your backstory? I asked politely. Edelette looked at me.
2: (sighs) Alright. I was employed at Nintendo on December 8th, 1998, when
0: I was 22. Eteled explained.
2: I died on November 18th, 2006, the day before the Wii's launch, and one day short of my 30th birthday.
0: I started to feel bad for Edelad. I'm so sorry, Eteled, I said quietly.
2: It's not your fault. Besides, I'd rather live in the Wii rather than live the way I was before. I died while making this me. I went into a back office with the Wii, and I wanted to make myself as I wanted to look like if I was a me.
0: You wanted to look like this? Why? I asked.
2: It's just the way I like it. Anyway, I was electrocuted, and I died. A few moments later, I was reborn as the me I made moments earlier.
0: So your spirit is in this we? I asked.
2: Yes. Anyway, after a few days of living in the me channel, I saw the delete icon. I was curious, and I deleted myself.
0: I bet you didn't know what was going to come, I said.
2: No, no I didn't. It was the biggest mistake I've ever made. Anyway, I was in the hallway, but this time, it was empty. The pain was intense, but I managed to walk. I cried for help. I sat there until...
0: had stopped.
2: I... I saw a portal appear in front of me. I went through it and I was taken to what I think was an earlier version of the hallway.
0: Earlier version? I think I was starting to understand. I just needed a bit more information. What was the earlier version like? I asked.
2: I can't say it. But I'll tell you this. I was shocked. Both mentally and physically.
0: Edelette explained. How was he shocked? Sure I can understand what he meant by mentally. But, physically? What did that mean? Sam, I'm home! My mother called out as she came in from work. Sorry, Adelaide, I gotta go! I said as I turned off the Wii. My mother walked into my room. Sam, who are you talking to? She asked. No one, I quickly replied. She looked skeptical. Alright, well, I'm going to make dinner. It should be ready in an hour or so. She announced as she walked to the kitchen. I closed the door. I sat on my bed as I wondered what to do next. I decided to go on my laptop. I haven't been on it for a while. I turned it on, put my password in, and got in. I received a notification on Skype. Someone was trying to call me. The name of the person who was trying to call me was Kyle Sander. Was this the same Kyle? The Kyle who previously owned this Wii? It couldn't be. The likelihood of this being the same Kyle is extremely low. Besides, my mom was cooking dinner, and she doesn't like me talking to random people online. I decided to just ignore the call and play some games on my laptop. About an hour and a half later, it was time to eat dinner. We had fish, my most hated food. I didn't complain or anything, but I just ate it slowly. I just looked at the fish on my plate while I chewed the fish that was in my mouth. It was disgusting to me. After my mother went to bed about two hours after dinner, I got another Skype call from Kyle. Because my mother was in bed, I answered. Who is this? I asked. Alright, listen to me very carefully. We don't have much time. Kyle said in a hurry. Well, can I at least know who you are? I asked again. My name is Kyle Sander, and I believe that you own a Nintendo Wii that was previously mine. My eyes widened. This was the same Kyle? How? How did he know that I owned the Wii? Okay, what do you want to know? I asked. Alright, do you live in the Toronto area? Yes. Okay. And did you buy a Nintendo Wii from the Value Village in Leslieville? I said yes, and then he started to tell me about his experiences with Edelad. Apparently, from what he told me, His father, Jonathan, used to work for Nintendo. His family used to live in Redmond, Washington, where Nintendo of America's headquarters are. When Kyle turned seven on November 28, 2006, he got a Nintendo Wii, nine days after it launched. He went into the Mii channel and discovered a Mii called Edeled. He deleted him because he thought he was freaky at the time. After being fed up with repeatedly being deleted by Kyle, ela then deleted Kyle's me. After this, he tried to go back into the Me channel, but a text box would always appear saying, "We deleted you. He actually managed to get back into the Me channel when his friend came to visit him a week later, only for Eela to brutally murder Kyle's me with an axe. He never touched his Wii again after that. Shortly after that, Kyle's father, Jonathan, quit his job at Nintendo, so in 2007, Kyle's family moved to Leslieville, Toronto, where I live. He told me while he unpacked his boxes after the move, he found his Wii in one of them and quickly put it in his closet and shut the door. He eventually bought a new Wii in 2010 with some allowance money, and then a Wii U in 2013. Later he decided to put the Wii's SD card in his laptop in hopes to find out the origins of Edeled. He discovered a video file called deleted.mov he proceeded to watch it to see the exact same hallway that I saw. Kyle even saw Edeled, and he told him that this is where the Miis go when they get deleted, and violently told him to learn, or he would make him learn. Then, in 2014, Kyle's father, Jonathan, finally told him about why he resigned from Nintendo, and when he told me why, my eyes widened in disbelief. Kyle's father resigned from Nintendo because an employee had died in a back room, and his spirit went on to possess my Wii. More specifically, a me called Edeled. He then told me that the employee's name was Henry. Oh my god, I said faintly. The reason I'm contacting you is to get the Wii destroyed, so Edeled cannot do any more harm. Wait, what? He's not doing any harm to me, I yelled. Well, has he done harm to anyone else? I didn't want to reply to that. There was a long pause. Sam, are you there? Kyle asked as he tried to get my attention. I sat there, trying to think of an excuse. I just know that if Kyle finds out what Eteled did to Will's me, he'll surely have all intentions to destroy the Wii. You know what? I don't trust you! I yelled. What? Sam, I need you to tell me what Eteled did. Kyle instructed. No! Edelite isn't some cold-hearted murderer! I yelled again. Well, he chopped off my me's legs and head! He grew up in a bad environment! And how do you know? EDELITE TOLD ME! We were silent for a long period of time. Sam, I... I just want to help you. You're not helping me. You just want to destroy a home of a man's spirit. More specifically, a man's spirit who just wants to send a message. Don't. Delete. me's, I quietly concluded. I hung up the call and blocked Kyle from calling me again. It was nearly 10 o'clock, so I decided to go to sleep. I turned off my laptop, laid down on my bed, and closed my eyes. I heard the Wii turn on, as the clicking noises in the fan started to go. I was just dozing off when this happened. I slowly opened my eyes and looked at the Wii. The light was green. It was on. It just turned on by itself. I walked up to it and pressed the power button. It turned off, with the light now red. But as I walked back to my bed, I heard it turn on again. Thus, I turned it off again. I just wanted to go to bed. It was just turned on again and again. I figured I would unplug it. I leaned down towards the power cord of the Wii, but before I could take it out of the wall socket, I heard static noises coming from the TV. I looked up, and then I saw that the TV was turned on. What's going on? I thought. I decided to sit down on my bed and find out what the hell was going on. There was static on the screen, so I picked up the Wii Remote, pointed it to the TV, and pressed the A button. Nothing happened. I didn't expect anything to happen, though. The static still didn't go away. I just sat there for a few seconds, waiting for the static to clear up, if it was going to anyway. But then it did, and I was greedy to see Edelette in the Me channel.
2: Sam, I heard you talking to Kyle,
0: Etelette said. Edeled, I'm not going to let him do anything to you, okay? I stated.
2: Oh good, because at the end of the day, he's the murderer.
0: Edeled responded. Edeled, how will you able to hear me? I questioned.
2: I can hear everything that happens outside the Wii, whether it's on or off.
0: So you can just hear everything whenever you want?
2: It's not whenever I want, I don't have a choice. I always hear everything that happens outside the Wii.
0: Adelaide, I just wanna go to bed.
2: Alright. All I'm saying is do not let Kyle do anything. Do you understand?
0: Yes, I replied. But before Edeled could reply, the screen cut to black. Edeled, what happened? I frightfully asked. No response. After waiting for about ten seconds, I heard that same unknown voice I heard at the end of the hallway video.
2: Well, I wish that. Was
0: the I the stuff I did. Who are you? I yelled. <laughs> what do you mean? I demanded. Electricity
4: can cure especially when chopped to the head.
0: I didn't know what it was talking about. What shocks? I was once again confused and a little scared. What do you mean? I demanded one more time.
2: Henry, do become. Me.
0: That was the last thing the voice said before both the TV and the Wii turned off. I just didn't want to think about it anymore. I just wanted to sleep. I laid in my bed and dozed off. I woke up the next morning, made my breakfast, got dressed, and went to school. I forgot about what happened last night until I remembered it on the way to school. I started to think to myself as I walked, whose voice was that? What did it mean by Henry wasn't the only person who became a me? I made it to school about 5 minutes late, because I was up so late last night. I walked into class, gave my late slip to Mr. Brenner and then sat down. Alright class, I was just about to introduce our new student, Kyle Sander. Mr. Brenner called out. My eyes suddenly sprung open as my tiredness disappeared. This is a dream, isn't it? There's no way Kyle goes to my school now. I tried pinching myself, but I didn't wake up. This wasn't a dream. Kyle got up from his desk and stood in front of the class. I looked at his appearance, and obviously, he went through some puberty. But I can still make some similarities from Kyle now to his me. Hello, my name is Kyle. I didn't move anywhere, I just moved schools because the one I was going to was pretty crappy, Kyle stated. Mr. Brenner likes to do this thing where whenever a new student joins their class, each student says their name and their favorite thing to do. Mr. Brenner started on the other side of the classroom to start introducing Kyle to everyone. I was on the other side, which meant I would be one of the last people to go. But, before I knew it, it was my turn to introduce myself. I was silent for a couple seconds, thinking about what I was going to say. Hello, my name is Sam Coleman, and my favorite thing to do is play video games, I said. Kyle looked at me with a slightly surprised look. He obviously recognized my voice, And, of course, I recognized his. Once everyone was done introducing themselves, Kyle sat down and for the remainder of the class, he just looked at me. I couldn't blame him, really. He is shocked to know that I was the person who currently owned his old Wii. I would have done the same. After that class was over, It was time to go to our next class, which was math. As I walked, Kyle slowly walked beside me. Uh, Sam? Kyle asked. What is it? I quietly replied in a mad tone. I was still kind of upset with him from the call that we had last night, and his motives to destroy the Wii. You are the same Sam who I called last night, right? You know, about the Wii? Kyle asked. Yes, I responded. Okay, um, has anything else happened last night after that call? Kyle questioned. I stopped and turned around to face him. Why do you want to know? I asked seriously. Kyle was silent for a few seconds. I just want to take the Wii back, Kyle answered. To do what? I questioned again. And Kyle was silent again. Let me guess. You're just going to destroy it. You even said in that call that you wanted to destroy it, I quietly said. I'm not letting you take it, I continued. In fact, how did that we even get into that Valley Village? I asked again. <sighs> my dad was looking for some stuff to donate, and was looking to donate something of mine. I don't play my other Wii much anymore, and he assumed that the Wii that has Edeled on it was the Wii that I bought in 2010. Kyle explained, but he didn't check with me to confirm that the Wii was in fact the one from 2010, so he just guessed and it turns out he took the wrong one, Kyle concluded. Then why did you even move to this school, I asked one more time. I switched schools because the previous one I went to was just crappy. I told one of my friends at the time about the whole Edelette story and he obviously didn't believe me, Kyle explained. I honestly wasn't surprised, but I told that dolt not to tell anyone else, and after I told him, he proceeded to tell everyone else in my grade. Everyone in that school now thought that I was a con artist and a liar, Kyle continued. And eventually, started getting cyberbullied, which just made it worse. And eventually, it just got a bit too much, so I decided to switch schools, Kyle concluded. Was it really that bad? I asked. Yeah, yeah it was, Kyle quietly responded. As the day went by, Kyle was asking me several questions about Edeled, like what does Edeled think of you? How many times has he caused harm? Why is it that whenever he is deleted, he becomes extremely angry? But eventually, I just had enough of those questions. Sam, do you plan on giving away the Wii? How long do you plan to keep it? Kyle asked. I felt as if I was being interrogated. As if I was being suspected for a crime that I didn't commit. I turned around to face him. Will you stop? I yelled. Stop what? Kyle asked. Asking me all these questions. Are you literally trying to get me to give you the Wii? I just want to know what Edelette thinks of you. Kyle responded. Okay. I'm honestly confused here. I yelled. First, you tell me you want to destroy it. And then, you tell me you just want to take the Wii back. And now, you just want to know what Edelette thinks of me? Just get to the point! I concluded. Kyle was just silent. I was expecting another lame excuse. But, I was surprisingly greeted with nothing. That's what I thought. I quietly said as I turned around and walked away. Eventually, the school day ended and while I was walking home, I had a thought. What if I just let Kyle see Edeled? I wouldn't let him touch the Wii, nor have any object on him that could potentially destroy it. For example, if he threw something at it and it fell off the table. I would just let him see Edeled, maybe talk to him, and maybe it might give me some more details about Edeled and this whole ordeal. No, why would I do that, let alone even think about it? I got home, went inside, shut the door, locked it, and headed straight to my room. I just sat there, on my laptop, just watching some YouTube videos. But the same thought I had earlier hit me again. For some reason, I believe that I can learn more about Edeled if I brought Kyle over. Kyle clearly has a longer history with Edeled than I do. So, I decided to invite him over, just this once. I still had him blocked on Skype, but I unblocked him and called him. It rang a couple times, and then he picked up. Uh, hello? Kyle said as the Skype call started. Immediately after Kyle spoke, thoughts started rushing through my head. More specifically, thoughts about the potential dangers of letting Kyle come over to talk to Edeled. I know that Kyle had every intent to destroy the Wii, and I still have every intention to stop him from doing that. But, I also want to learn more about Edeled, and have a better understanding of him. Sam, are you there? Kyle asked. I didn't respond. Uh okay. I'll just hang up now. Kyle announced. This was when I finally spoke. I want you to come over! I said in a rush. There was a long pause. You want me to come over? Why exactly? I want you to talk to Edeled. I want to have a better understanding of him, and the way he reacts to situations and how he deals with it. I responded. Well, what does that have to do with me? Well, Etelette does hate you, right? And I want to know how he would react when he sees someone he hates after a long time, I explained. Well, sure, I guess. I could tell that with him agreeing this quickly, he's currently plotting something. He's planning to destroy the Wii the first chance he gets. I just know it. So, before he could say anything else, I began to explain the rules. Okay, but just so you know, you're not allowed to bring anything with you. I blurted out. Why? Because I will not allow you to destroy the Wii, I replied. After agreeing to some rules, I gave Kyle my address and he said he would be right there. I hung up. I got up from my bed and started organizing everything in my room. I was going to have Kyle stand at the very back of my room while he talks to Edelad, and I moved any object that Kyle could potentially destroy the Wii with. Once that was done with, I waited for Kyle to come over. But then, after about 15 minutes, the Wii turned on. I walked up to my TV and turned it on, and saw Edelette standing in the me channel.
2: Sam, why are you telling Kyle to come over?
0: asked. I just want you guys to talk, that's all, I explained. Edelette was very hesitant to talk to Kyle, but then I managed to convince him to talk to him.
2: Good. Just make sure it doesn't destroy the knee.
0: Don't worry. I won't let him. I promise. I replied. Edelette turned around.
2: Oh, and Sam? If I lash out at Kyle, I'm sorry.
0: Edelette stated. I was going to reply, but then I heard the doorbell ring. I opened the door and saw Kyle. Come in, I quietly said. Now, before I let Kyle into my room, I made him swear that he will not destroy the Wii. I made him pull his pockets inside out to make sure he did not have any items. Eventually, I let him into my room and made Kyle stand at the very back of my room. This was when I noticed that the environment of the Me channel turned dark.
2: Kyle! Nice to see you here.
0: Edelette stated in a serious tone. It's been a long time, Edelette. Kyle replied.
2: Kyle! What do you remember about me?
0: Well, I remember deleting you because I didn't want you in my me channel, Kyle explained. And I also remember you violently murdering my me, Kyle continued.
2: So you say you're a murderer?
0: Maybe, Kyle replied.
2: Listen, Kyle, I may murder you me.
0: But have you even thought
2: that I did it because I had no other way of handling the situation?
0: No, Kyle responded.
1: Hmm,
2: okay. Did you at least learn not to delete me's?
0: There was a pause. I looked at Kyle as he thought of a response. I eventually started to notice him inching towards me, possibly to grab the Wii Remote out of my hands and delete him. Get back there! I yelled. Kyle went back against the wall. I understood, but I didn't learn, Kyle finally answered. Wow, I thought to myself. Kyle understood what Edeled was teaching him, but didn't even care to learn? He just disgusts me now that I heard that. Edeled clearly has the same thoughts that I have, based on what he said next.
2: Oh, okay, so you understood but you didn't even learn? Listen, Kyle, you may think I'm a murderer, okay, but do you really understand the pain that means go through when they're deleted?! And all this time, you still thought that deleting me was an okay thing to do! And then you start talking about destroying the meat as if you want nothing more than the real rotten hell! Is that what you want?!
0: Etelhead yelled even louder, and Kyle didn't respond. But, Eteled didn't respond to Kyle's silence. Instead, the environment in the Mii channel just got darker and Edelette's pupils started to expand to the point where his eyes were just massive black dots. The screen then cut to static, and after a couple seconds, the static cleared up to reveal a small room. The room was very poorly lit, with a small dangling light bulb hanging from the ceiling. After about 30 seconds of silence between me and Kyle, I heard that unknown voice again.
1: <laughs> okay. Did I? Read?
0: The voice said. I looked at Kyle. Do you know what that voice is? I asked. Kyle, being genuinely confused, said no. I have no idea. I've never heard that voice before. <laughs> it's honestly kind of funny to
4: figure out who I am. I'm
1: just right <laughs> now.
0: The voice concluded. We heard mechanical sounding footsteps that seemed to get closer and from the darkness came another me but extremely disfigured this thing was tall it had the head of a me and its eyes were also giant black dots its jaw was hanging from its head and its teeth were so sharp to the point where it just looked like lines the rest of its body was made of metal as if it was a robot its hands were like claws and its feet were also like claws it had wires hanging all over its body and there were sparks flying out of them and everything
4: I CORRUPTED ME
0: so it's called the corrupted me huh well I hoped it would just disappear so I wouldn't have to look at it anymore finally the screen cut to static and then the screen cut back to Edeled and the me channel. The me channel has been darker than it ever has been before. And Edeled... This time he looked... scared. His pupils were back to normal, but he had an expression that signified worry. And then, the corrupted me walked on screen. He snuck up behind Eteled and covered Eteled's mouth with his hands and walked away with him, and the camera followed. The corrupted me exclaimed as Eteled was fighting for his life. He was kicking, he was trying to escape, but to no avail. I pointed the Wii Remote at the screen in an attempt to help Eteled, but wasn't able to interact with anything on screen. Finally, they managed to get to the delete icon. Edel had then managed to free his mouth from the corrupted me's hands and yelled, you my But then the corrupted me covered his mouth again. You should be happy to
4: the You be the I you know the experience
1: you've ever enjoyed.
2: Such a stupid getting my food.
0: The Corrupted Me exclaimed. I was powerless, unable to do anything but watch as the Corrupted Me attempted to shove Edeled into the delete icon. When he finally managed to do so, Edelette was sent off to the hallway, and the Corrupted Me disappeared. I looked over at Kyle. He seemed as afraid as I was. He obviously never met the Corrupted Me before. The screen cut static. Sam... I... I don't know what to say, Kyle said. Before I could respond, though, I was interrupted by an extremely loud screaming sound. Kyle ran up to the Wii. I'm sorry, Sam, but I need to destroy this! Kyle yelled in a hurry. He unplugged the Wii and ran out of my room. Hey! Get back here! I yelled. I took the Wii remote with me as I ran after Kyle. He was opening the door to my house and running to the road. I ran faster than I've ever ran in my entire life. But then I realized what Kyle was about to do. He was about to throw the Wii in the damn road, wasn't he? But luckily, as Kyle stopped and raised the Wii above his head to smash it on the ground, I caught up to him. I grabbed the Wii and attempted to pull it out of his hands. Kyle had a really firm grip on the Wii, and attempted to pull it back. I then managed to actually pull the Wii out of his hands, but then I felt the Wii and noticed that it was extremely hot, even though it was unplugged. I ran back into my house and slammed the door behind me, but I didn't notice Kyle running up to me and he caught the door just before it slammed shut. He attempted to push the door open, and did so. I fell to the ground, and Kyle tried to grab the Wii again. I had the Wii Remote in my pocket and pulled it out. I then proceeded to smash the Wii Remote into Kyle's face repeatedly. I guess he was focused on getting my Wii too much, and he didn't notice the Wii Remote. He then fell to the ground, as I slapped him with the Wii Remote several times in the face. Blood then started oozing out of his nose. That's when I stopped. I may have overdone it. As Kyle was wheezing from the pain, I ran back to my room. I shut the door behind me and plugged the Wii back in, and the picture on the screen returned. But what I saw horrified me. Edeled was strapped to a table, with a rubber mouthpiece in his mouth and two electrodes on the sides of his head. I saw the corrupted me standing over Edelad. Edelad just looked at me but couldn't talk. The corrupted me then walked over to a device next to the table. There was a dial on it, and then the corrupted me proceeded to crank that dial. Adela was then severely electrically shocked repeatedly. Once the shocks were done, Adela tried to scream, but was muffled by his rubber mouthpiece. The corrupted me then looked at the camera.
1: Well, I just can't talk this channel anymore. I want no
0: Oh, wait. It's because you made him forget. Oh.
1: You can not do that. He I'm not knowledge.
0: knowledge. Now. To cure him himself. As the corrupted me went to turn the dial on the machine again, I yelled out. Let him go! I yelled. It was around this time that I heard the door open. I saw Kyle standing in the doorway, and he walked in. Sam, I just don't want Adelaide to do any more harm, Kyle told me. You mean, you don't want the corrupt in me to do any more harm? I replied quietly as I looked back at the TV. Kyle looked at the TV also. We saw the corrupt in me reach for the dial and cranked it. Me and Kyle just watched as Eteled kept on getting shocked by the corrupted me. Still strapped to the table and not being able to speak because of the mouthpiece in his mouth, the corrupted me then looked at us.
4: Well, I guess to proceed. <laughs> just one. Yeah. <More.
1: sighs>
0: the corrupted me this time cranked the dial to full, and Edeled was shocked badly. I just ran to the TV and turned it off when this happened. Kyle and I were just speechless. Sam, I honestly don't know what to do anymore, Kyle said. I just don't want Eteled to do any more harm, that's all I want, Kyle continued. I looked up at Kyle. Seriously? You're still focused on destroying the Wii? Even after we saw Etelad get tortured like that? I yelled. What the hell is wrong with you?! I yelled again. Kyle walked towards me. Shut up and let me tell you something, Kyle demanded. Eteled traumatized me, he really did. I remember every moment of each experience I had with him and at no point in any of those memories was I calm, Kyle explained. I was frightened. 99% of all the experiences I've had with that thing, I was frightened. I was scared. What would happen if I deleted him again? Would he be calm and just tell me to stop? Or go swinging with his axe? I think he would swing his axe all over the damn place. Kyle explained further. I stopped him. Well, it's your fault for deleting him in the first place, not his. You're causing him pain. And if anything, you're the one who's doing harm! I yelled. Kyle looked at the Wii, and then back at me. Kyle was silent. He walked over to my bed and sat down on it. Sam, there is a term called unnecessary evil, Kyle told me. It is a term that defines someone who does something evil that must be done in order to achieve a better outcome in a situation. Hal explained. In this case, I'm trying to destroy the Wii because it's not just a better outcome for me, it's a better outcome for Edeled. If that Wii is destroyed, his spirit will go to heaven, Hal explained. I had a look of disgust on my face. Do you really think I'm that stupid? I yelled. I know what you're trying to do, Kyle. You're just trying to manipulate me in order to destroy the Wii. You don't care about Edelgard's spirit. You just want him gone forever. I yelled again. You know what? Maybe you are a con artist. I announced. Kyle was silent. It felt like millions of times that Kyle was silent. He's just thinking of more useless excuses. I know it. I see it right through his deceptions. But I now know for a fact that Kyle is a degenerate, manipulative, con artist. Get the hell out! I yelled. Kyle sprung up from my bed. No, Kyle said quietly. Kyle had his eyes on the Wii, but as soon as he bolted to get it, I shoved him to the ground, resulting with him slamming his head on the wall upon impact. GOD! DEAR GOD! damn it! Kyle yelled out in pain. I walked up to Kyle while he laid on the ground, holding his head. I kicked him in the stomach. HA! Kyle yelled again. OKAY! FINE! I'LL LEAVE! Kyle yelled in a hurry as he sped out of my room, still holding his head and leaning forward. Finally, Kyle's gone. I turned on the TV and saw Edelad just standing there in the me channel. Edelad looked upset, probably from the torture he endured earlier.
1: Thank god you
2: got rid of Kyle. Thank you Sam, but there's something you need to know. This Wii's inside will be melted within the next hour or so.
0: Edelette explained. What? I yelled in worry. Feel the Wii. I walked up to the Wii and laid my hand on the console. And I immediately pulled my hand away. The Wii was burning hot. Not to the point of giving me a burn, but hot enough to make someone rip their hand away. God, that's really hot! I yelled.
2: Yes, and this Wii's insides will melt soon, so I just wanted to say goodbye while I still can.
0: But, is there any way to stop this from happening? I asked.
2: No. Soon, you'll start to notice a lot of graphical and audio glitches. And then, the Wii will eventually become unusable until the insides completely melt. So, if you want to ask me any more questions before the Wii melts, Go ahead, while you still can?
0: Well, I do have one question. Your name is Henry, right? I asked. Edela looked up at me.
2: I... I haven't heard that name in a long time. But, I prefer not to hear it, please. It brings back so many bad memories.
0: But, why? I asked.
2: Please, Sam, I I just don't want to hear it.
0: Okay, I said quietly. I heard my phone ring. It was my mother. I left the room and answered. My mother told me that she was going to be late, so I needed to make my own dinner, which would be something like instant noodles. I told her okay, hung up, and went back to my room. This was when a thought came to me. The Corrupted Me was saying earlier that the electricity would make him forget things, so I wanted to know how much Edeled has forgotten. Edeled, do you remember about the Me Channel, or anything else? I asked.
2: The the Me Channel... I... I don't remember much about the Me Channel anymore. In fact, where am I even?
0: What else did you forget? I asked.
2: Well, I know for a fact I forgot how to get back to the Mii channel from that hallway place.
0: But before I could respond, the screen went static. I realized that this must be the Wii's insides melting, and that it was getting close to its death. But then, I saw the corrupted me appear on screen. This made me jump. As what was on screen was a close-up of its head. What do you want? I asked frightfully. I want. Henry home. I I want I want. Into perform. fiery I You're sick. I quietly responded. Hmm. You're not good. Good. I quietly stated.
1: I don't want to be on
0: the, the corrupted me exclaimed with excitement. Don't! I yelled. There was a pause.
2: Why so emotional?
0: I gave him therapy. Some therapy. It's torture! I yelled out again. Oh! Just shut I don't give a damn what it is. It's torture.
4: I yelled If you insist Let's <laughs> me him a little visit
0: The corrupted me exclaimed one more time Before the screen cut to static The static was on screen for about two seconds Until the screen changed back to where Edeled was The me channel But this time With the corrupted me standing next to him This was where I began to notice some graphical glitches Textures would go all over the place at times, and the corrupt in me began to speak. Hello, how are yeah. you? I couldn't make out anything the corrupt in me said, because the audio was all over the place now, too. You, you can't for me! Even though Edelette's audio was a bit off, too, I was still able to make it out.
1: What's it? Oh Back.
2: What, me? little me? <inaudible> Nor does
1: any other weapon exist
2: in me. I all, all weapons dead. from this pool.
0: After Edaleed said this, the environment around Edeled and the corrupted me began to brighten a bit, revealing the tiles of the me there's no point
1: giving you any more. This. There's no point in doing it.
0: Edelette looked up at the corrupted me. Don't know. They were both just silent after that. I waited for a while, but they said nothing to each other. So I picked up the Wii remote and pointed it to the TV. I saw the cursor appear on the screen with terrible lag. I saw the Me Channel icons appear on the sides of the screen but with their textures severely messed up. I hovered the cursor over the corrupted me and clicked on it. A speech bubble appeared over it with the words corrupted me but I noticed that the text was flickering a bit and realized that When the text flickered, it would read, Austin. Who is Austin? Was he the corrupted me? Why did I care? I want nothing to do with the corrupted me. I held the B button to pick up the corrupted me. With terrible lag, I dragged him over to the delete icon. I let go, and then a text box appeared saying, Deletion clears the voice, and destruction opens the gates. I didn't know what that meant, and the buttons at the bottom of the text box were hard to read, as their textures were all messed up. I decided to take a guess at which one was yes. I clicked on one button, and it appears I was right. After I deleted the corrupted me, Edelette turned towards the camera. Thank you. Edelette's voice was different this time. It was still sort of low-pitched, but it also felt a bit higher-pitched. It also felt less distorted. I sat on my bed and smiled, and saw that the screen began to become more pixelated. I then laid down and closed my eyes. I opened my eyes. How long was I asleep for? I was feeling a bit tired and wanted some rest. Besides, I've been through a lot the past couple of days. I looked at my phone and got a text from my mom. She said that she would be home in about 10 minutes. So I got up and looked at the Wii and I was horrified with what I saw. I was looking at a Wii with many parts of it partially or completely melted. I now knew that at this point, the Wii was completely dead, as well as Edeled. I just sat down on my bed thinking about what to do next. But then I looked at the TV, which was still on. What I saw on screen was a note, a note from Eteled. It read this.
4: Dear Sam, if you're reading this, the wee's now completely melted. My spirit no longer exists in it. But I'm writing this to tell you how grateful I am. For as far as I can remember, I was never treated with as much respect and kindness as you have. I was bullied, and I was punished. While my mother always loved me and my brother, she was always in a sad state. I never thought that I would be happy, not even as of me. But after I met you, I felt some happiness, so thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for making my last few days on this earth happier for me sure i was shocked and put in pain but what makes me happy is that you cared you cared about me you cared about my well-being i never ever got that in the past so one last time thank you sam and farewell sincerely henry
0: after i read the note i turned off the tv and looked out my window I smiled, and I hope that in heaven, Etelette smiled back. I will never forget him. My name is Samantha, but I'm usually referred to as Sam. I'm not really into what other girls are into. While most girls are into stuff like shopping, clothes, makeup, and gossip, I'm more into skateboarding, technology, movies, and most of all, video games.
3: So, you thought this was the end, didn't you? You thought all of this would turn out to be a happy ever after. Did you really think you tied all of the loose ends to this story? The scattered pieces were all placed back together, and the history of this tale was restored? Oh, but did you forget something? There's one last piece to this puzzle that all of you missed, wasn't there? Something, or (laughs) someone, was left behind. Someone didn't get to feel their cleansing. They never had a hand reached out to them to see if they could finally be understood. And they suffered, all thanks to the one you considered a lost soul. And yet, you never understood the other side of the story. Have you taken a guess yet, on who that person is? Because you left one specific person to fade in the dust and that person is me. I love this world. The land, the trees, the lakes, the mountains, all so rich and pure. It put me at ease, but unfortunately, there was always one thing that hindered me from truly enjoying it. The people. Billions of people chopping the trees down, throwing their trash in the lakes, and replacing the land with their air-polluting cities. When I was younger, I would stare out the window and I would think to myself, this is my world. It felt like it was all made for me and that all these entitled businessmen, lawmakers, and presidents had to ruin it. It would make me so angry that sometimes, I'd clench my fists while in public. I wanted to punch the faces of everyone around me for bringing all this bullshit into my world. It wasn't fair. But of course, nobody understood how I felt. I was ostracized for feeling this way, punished for feeling this way, and mocked for feeling this way. I never had a single friend in my life. I remember in fourth grade, I was yelled at by the teacher to get out of her classroom. I can't remember what it was I did to piss her off, but that wasn't important to me. What was important to me was the fact that she said her classroom, but in actuality, it was her classroom, on my land. So I stood up from my desk and shouted, it's your classroom, on my land, because this is my world. The entire class laughed, and the teacher gave me an angry look. I stormed out of the classroom. That wasn't the only thing, though. I got into fist fights, shouting matches, and much more. My parents sent me from therapist to therapist, all of which were trying to change the way I thought about this world. I was constantly labeled as a sociopath, and I was alienated socially. I was so pissed off. I just wished every other human would just drop dead so I could live peacefully. However, there was one thing the other people made that I can say I was somewhat thankful for video games. I remember it was the year 1987, on the day of my 7th birthday. I received a Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES for short. I enjoyed playing the games on that system, so I got the SNES when it came out in 1990, and then the Nintendo 64 in 1996, and so on. It was with these systems that I realized what I wanted to do for the remainder of my life. Create video games. I could create a video game and finally get the respect that I deserved. No teachers telling me what I can and can't do in my world, and no doctors labeling me as a sociopath. As I grew older, I learned what the development of a video game would require. Lots of coding, lots of designing, good gameplay, a decent plot, and among other things. My first concept for a game was called Reclamation. The plot revolved around a king who had to reclaim his kingdom from the citizens who've taken over it against his wishes. He'd have to traverse through the land, fighting the citizens and punishing them for their crimes. Kind of like Super Mario Bros. I started to practice coding in 1997. I mainly worked with C++ and I got better and better until I was able to create a very rough prototype of Reclamation. I never was able to go past that one prototype though, as I wasn't good at creating art for the game, and I wasn't able to find anybody willing to help me. Since I couldn't finish the game by myself, I decided that instead of trying to finish the game alone, I would work for a company that makes games instead. So in the fall of 2003, five years after I finished high school, I officially started my first year of college at the DigiPen Institute of Technology at Redmond, Washington. That was where I pursued a Bachelor's and a Master's degree in Programming and Computer Science. Anyways, I had always been a Grade A student. School had always been easy for me, and it became the same case with college. It resulted me in having a lot of free time. Meanwhile, for what I've seen, other people would hang out with their friends or focus on hobbies in their free time. Honestly, it's such a waste of time. I preferred to spend my free time studying. I'd study a lot about the subjects I saw in my classes. I saw a lot of subjects, apart from the usual coding and development courses. I also studied science, math, etc. In one of my science courses, we were learning about electricity, and they used to assign a ton of homework. One day I was in my dorm room doing some of that homework about advanced electricity uses. Then I got a little stuck at one of the questions so I got on my computer to try to figure out the answer. Then, while I was browsing the web, I stumbled across something that caught my eye. It was a procedure called electroshock therapy, or ECT for short. The procedure was used on people who had mental health conditions. In short, it was used on people who didn't require such harsh procedures. It worked by running electric currents directly into the brain. When it was used by people who experienced it and well-trained, it could change lives for the better but if it was misused, it had some severe backlashes. Misuse of ECT could lead to big amounts of pain for the patient. Another significant issue was memory loss. And in most cases, memory loss was not permanent. For some, however, the lost memories were never returned. I don't know why, but for some reason I was fascinated by this electroshock therapy procedure. The use of electricity to treat patients seemed really interesting to me. Some years had passed, and closer to the end of a semester, one of my computer science teachers mentioned that local internships were opening up. Internships in game development, software development, etc. After class, my teacher called me in, and he recommended me to apply for an internship at Nintendo because their offices were near the university. He told me that he could give me a letter of recommendation since I was one of the best students in the class. After some heavy consideration between Nintendo and other choices, I remembered all the good times I had with Nintendo products when I was younger, and it inspired me to choose to apply at Nintendo. I knew that Nintendo was working on the Revolution console, the one that was going to be renamed to Nintendo Wii later that year. I submitted my application a couple of days before the deadline and waited. Some weeks after that, I got a call for an interview. I tried my best to seem like a good person in the interview. Luckily for me, at the end of the interview, I was given the job right on the spot. I was surprisingly very happy that I got the internship. I was going to work for the company that created my childhood, the company that helped me see that humanity was maybe not as bad as I thought it was. I finally started my first day at summer internship at Nintendo on May 26, 2006, some weeks away from when the official name for the console was revealed, titled as the Nintendo Wii. The campus was divided into many departments, game development, OS, hardware, etc. I wanted to work on game development, but I was assigned to the software development department, which was a crew that was working on the main OS of the Wii. I didn't mind it honestly, although I hoped I could be reassigned at the game development department sooner or later. I was given a warm welcome by the employees. They showed a lot of enthusiasm towards me, the new employee. I didn't like the attention honestly, but I tried to hide it and showed a bright personality like I usually do. My team was working on the OS of the Wii, mainly the Wii menu and settings menu, since a quantity of main features of the Wii was already done at the time. Honestly, my work wasn't challenging. I felt like they were assigning me the easy task since I was just the intern. But that was only for the first few weeks. When I showed my abilities that I could get my work done quickly with quality, I was starting to be assigned more of the complex work. The manager of my department was named Todd. He quickly became fond of me since I showed a lot of enthusiasm and devotion to my work. My coworkers always told me that he referred to me as the greatest intern he has had or something like that. But I thought that was creepy, honestly. Although everything seemed to have been all butterflies and rainbows while I was working, I always somehow had that feeling that someone or something was watching me from afar. But I didn't know what or who. Some weeks later, July 10th to be specific, I was drinking some coffee in the break room, and I thought back to the game that I was trying to develop before college, Reclamation. The concept was still lingering in my head after all this time. It still seemed like a good concept for a game, and a bright idea came to my mind. So, since I knew my manager, Todd, clearly considered me as a good employee, I thought I could use my privileges from my good reputation to get my manager to do something. I had the great idea to pitch my game to him, so he could submit it to the higher ups in the company. With excitement, I quickly finished my coffee and ran to log onto my computer to write the pitch document. But while I was writing the documents, I quickly became a bit tired. But I didn't let that distract me. I wrote the documents, printed them, and went on my way to the manager's office. When I was walking with the documents in hand, I still felt exhausted. I felt like I was about to fall asleep on the spot at any second. I thought, maybe I just need another cup of coffee. The quickest way from my work zone to the manager's office was through the server room, the server that stores every important document from Nintendo of America. I thought that if I took a shortcut from there, I could stop by a different break room right before going to the manager's office to get some coffee. The server room was big with multiple server machines perfectly ordered, so they made multiple hallways of server machines. It could be a maze if it wasn't so organized, to be honest. There was a door to the end of the hallway, which leads to the other side of the office where my manager's room is located. I was still feeling exhausted and seriously sick from it. I was halfway through the server room, leaning myself on one of the server machines. Then I slowly collapsed on the floor and passed out. Then I woke up. How long was I out for? But what I knew was I was extremely uncomfortable. Then I noticed I was tied to a chair with my mouth covered and my arms tied behind the chair. I was still in the server room, but the lights were off. I could just barely see it was a server room as the lights from the server machines were still on. And then out of the darkness, I saw a shadowy figure. This figure was holding an ax It approached me and said, So you're finally awake, huh? I didn't recognize this voice, but I didn't have time to think about it, since the shadow showed himself right after. When I could finally make out who it was, I didn't recognize him either. Greetings, Austin. My name is Henry, he said. This guy was dressed mostly in black. He had gloves on and he had noticeable messy hair. The bastard looked like he didn't take care of his appearance at all. I tried to scream out for help, but my voice didn't come out of my mouth. I was scared shitless, and besides, I had my mouth covered. Anyways, let's get right to business. As he said that, he swung his fire axe. I closed my eyes for the impact, but he went right for my legs. I suddenly felt an indescribable amount of pain, itching down to my legs. My voice went dry, I couldn't scream from my pain. I finally opened my eyes and looked up at Henry. The bastard was looking down at me with a smug face. You see, Austin, you went up the ranks so fast. It was unbelievable, really, he said. I've been in this company for far longer than you, working hard, in hopes that I could be praised for my hard work around here, he continued. I couldn't understand what he was saying. I was in too much pain to want to pay attention to him. I'll admit, I got a bit envious, but who wouldn't be? But now that I've got you all to myself, my spite will be pleasing," Henry continued. I looked beside Henry, noticing that the documents of my game proposition were still on the floor. Henry then picks them up off the floor and reads them for a bit. "'Reclamation, huh?' he said while looking at my documents. Can't have this going around now, can we?" Your work may be praised by the people around us, but deep down, you know it's nothing but trash, just like you. Then, Henry ripped my folder in half and threw them in the nearby trash can. (laughs) Feeling stale much, huh? Wonder how that happened. Maybe your drink tasted a little off today, he said, while he had a smug look on his face. Then I looked up at him in the face. We stared at each other for a couple seconds, while I thought... Did this fucker drug my coffee? What a dirty tactic. Oh, Austin, if only I could have a little more time to play with you. You see, you weren't meant to last long here in this company. See you on the other side, old friend. Then Henry took his
5: final swing.
3: Then, I woke up. I found myself in a void. It is hard to describe. It was not exactly a black void, but a void of nothingness. A void of that color. That colorless color that you see when you sleep. The void you encounter yourself in when transitioning from dream to dream when you sleep. It didn't have a color, it didn't have a texture. It was just nothing. I couldn't feel anything. In fact, I couldn't feel my body at all. I couldn't feel anything. It felt like none of my senses were working. There was no temperature, not a single cold or warm feeling. I didn't feel anything at all. Am I... dead? I couldn't remember what had happened to me, but after some minutes I finally remembered. That bastard! I tried to scream, but I didn't have a voice. Right after I remembered it, voices started to come from every direction. Thousands of voices overwhelming my mind. The voices were all repeating the same sentence. You are not done yet. They were saying that sentence in a weird language, one that I didn't recognize, but I understood. The voices were overwhelming my head. It felt like my head was about to explode. When it finally reached its climax, I screamed then woke up again. My eyes only saw brightness for a second. But when my vision finally adjusted, I found myself in my assigned working computer, and I recognized it by my desktop background. I was standing in the Windows taskbar, where I saw some of my taskbar shortcuts Internet Explorer, my programming software, the File Explorer, etc. I remembered again what had happened to me, and sat down from the shock. I was sitting down thinking for a few minutes. Remembering, remembering the horrible things that Henry did to me. But suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I saw. my hand? I stood up and got a good look at my body. My whole body was sort of transparent. I could still see it, but it was barely visible, and my whole body felt like it was going to break apart at any second. It felt. unstable. I was not feeling any sort of pain per se, but it was a weird feeling throughout my body. How am I still alive? I said to myself, and I realized that my voice was finally back. It felt like it had been hours since I've truly said a word. Was this a miracle? Some sort of god to give me a second chance? I didn't know. Then, I remembered. I remembered the voices, in that void. I'm not done yet, what could this mean? Then I remembered Henry's face, his smug fucking face, his facade, looking down at me. He ruined me, he ruined my world. I was livid, there was no way I could go back in time and save myself. There isn't any way I can fix all of this, and it was all because of him. I was so mad, I wanted to throw something, but I couldn't. Everything I had worked up to, everything I had achieved, everything I had, it was all gone. All. Fucking. Gone. The bastard had taken everything away from me, and now I have nothing. No one. Ah! I'd scream out, I couldn't hold in my frustrations any longer. I started banging on the ground with all I had. I couldn't punch or throw anything, so it's all I could do to let out this feeling to hit something. I'd continue to let out these enraged screams. I could feel tears of anger slowly make their way to the corner of my eyes. You had to take everything away from me! Why did you have to ruin everything for me? I'd scream out at nothing. No one could hear me. No one ever would again. I'd feel the tears start to run down, but I was too angered to put any focus into it. I'd continue to bang at the ground for a few minutes, the tear fully flowing down and now hitting the floor as my screaming of anger had just turned into a sob of helplessness. All my anger was just overflowing with sadness. I just wanted to feel alive again. But I know that's never going to happen. I'm just going to be stuck here, forever, alone. I guess there's nothing else to do than just explore. I'd managed to slowly let out some words as I let out a deep sigh, before wiping my tears and standing up. Then I thought, If I can't do anything to fix the past, I'll make my future better instead. But what future? I'm stuck in a damn computer, I thought. But first, before I figure it out, I gotta do something about my body. It doesn't feel right, I thought. I sat down on the floor again and started thinking for a couple of minutes. I am a ghost, right? A ghost that is possessing this computer, right? I thought. Then if I am a ghost, I can possess stuff, right? I continued. Then that led to a great idea. I made my way to the file explorer icon and clicked on it. Then the window opened up before me, as if I was using a touch screen, I could move it around with my hands. Then I started looking through my files and searched the one I was looking for. But suddenly, when I was scrolling, I found a folder, a folder named Reclamation the one folder where I stored the documents I made for the proposition of the game. I stared at it for a minute and thought, it really would have been a great game, huh? Then I reluctantly moved the folder to the recycling bin. I didn't want Henry or anyone to steal the idea. If I wasn't going to have it, no one would. After that, I continued the search for the file I was looking for. Then, I found it. The file was named mi simu version 014exe This file was a bare-bones PC port of a prototype MeChannel channel version that I was given some weeks ago. I was not really familiar with the MeChannel channel since it was already pretty close to completion when I was hired. This prototype was one of the first versions of the MeChannel. channel This version basically only had head shapes and facial expressions. I would have gone for a later version, but I was stuck with the version that I had since I was just given the prototype. I opened the file and the simulation started. I was led straight to the me creation menu. I selected my gender, head type, average eyes, and mouth. I would have also gotten hair, but they didn't have any work done in this development version. So I had to go with a bald head for now. I also wanted a body with the me, but the bodies were not being worked on in this prototype at the time, so I got an idea. In another window on my desktop, I opened the Paint app. It was difficult to use, but I made some basic gray and red shapes, and I saved the shapes as PNG pictures. I studied some 3D modeling at college, so I knew the basics of it. I had the idea that I could make a 3D model of a basic body. I opened a modeling program that I had installed on my desktop and went to work. I ended up making a very rough model of a body. It looked sort of robotic, but it would work for now. Then, I imported the Mii head that I made previously into the model and exported the final result onto my desktop. By this point, I was surprised by how easy using the computer was. I got really used to it really quickly. But anyways, after that, I opened the exported model file in a model viewer I had installed and got a good look at the model. If I'm a ghost or some sort of spirit, wouldn't that mean I can use this model as a body to sort of keep my soul in form? I asked myself. Then, with curiosity, I tried to walk head-on to the model I created. I suddenly had a weird... urge to go right inside it. Then, as if I was a ghost, my hand went right through the Mii's body. It felt like my hand was submerged in water. Pulled my hand out and chuckled. I turned around my back and walked backwards. My body phased right inside the me, and for a moment, it felt like I was completely submerged in water. I was inside the me. I couldn't move for a few seconds, but then, I could. My body felt brand new. My being didn't feel unstable anymore. It finally felt like I had a real body again. I got happy. felt like I hadn't had a normal body for a long while. While I was moving around in my new body, I noticed something in the distance, far from the desktop. Far in the distance from where I was, there was a hole. A black hole. I didn't recognize it as being a part of my desktop, or my wallpaper. I walked there to check it out. This hole was just about the perfect size where I could go completely in. Then, I poked my head through it. What I saw there was… it was kind of unbelievable. It's hard to describe, but it was close to an infinite hallway, laying a totally reflective floor with walls that were filled with multiple holes, signs hanging right above them. These signs said the names to what I would assume the holes led to. Multiple names of computers and their owners, electronic devices, Wii testing devices, and network devices. There were a lot of them. I couldn't even count them. But one name caught my eye. Security System. Then, I took my head out of the hole. I stood there for a minute, trying to process what I just saw. By what I saw, I guessed that it would lead to other machines at Nintendo. But how? Why was this here? Curiosity took over me, and I decided to enter into the hole. When I was inside, I looked behind me, and there was indeed a hole that leads back to my computer. But I remembered, since I was, you know, dead. My computer would be reset and given to a new employee, so I decided that I wouldn't go back to my assigned computer, in case something happened to me while I was inside. Then, I looked below me, the reflective floor showed me, my new body. I smiled and continued walking, I headed towards the hole that caught my attention. The security system. When I headed inside, I found myself in a small room. I looked in front of me, and there were dozens, hundreds of uncountable screens. These screens were showing security footage from all the cameras at Nintendo of America, not only the software development department. But one camera, the one at the center of the wall of screens, was only showing static. Ignoring that, I decided to head back into the hole. But then I had the urge to look back again while I was leaving. I noticed that the center camera had stopped showing static. I walked back to see it up close. This camera was now showing footage from the server room, the server room where I was assassinated. It was still dark, but I could barely see something that shook me. I could see my real-life body, still tied to a chair, missing its head and legs, and the surrounding walls were completely splashed with blood. I could see no trace of Henry. I turned around. I wanted to vomit, but I couldn't, most likely because I was not human anymore. Then, after some self-reflection, I looked back at the screen. After some seconds, suddenly at the end of the hallway, someone opened the door. I could barely make out who it was, but I believe I saw one of my coworkers, Mike. He turned on the light, then he saw me. He immediately turned around and left the room with his hands covering his mouth. I kind of felt bad for him. I would have done the same. And finally, I turned around and left the room. I went back into the hole from where I came and entered the weird hallway with holes again. Since I didn't want to go back to my assigned computer, I decided to find a good computer where I could stay for the time being, while I figure out what to do from here on out. I started walking, and after a few minutes of walking besides countless holes and endless machines, one of them caught my eye. This hole was named Desktop Underscore Henry Morris. Henry, I thought, I was surprised to see it there. I forgot he obviously would have had a desktop here. With curiosity, I entered the hole that would lead to his desktop. When I came out of the hole, I found myself in an environment similar to where I first woke up, but it was… kind of basic. Henry had close to no taskbar icons and the default Windows background, but that didn't matter. I didn't see anything that pointed to Henry using his computer at the moment, so I started walking from the hole where I came from. I found the file explorer shortcut and proceeded to open it. The first thing that came to mind when doing that was to look for reclamation. I thought there might have been a chance that he successfully stole a concept for some reason, but I luckily didn't find anything. I sighed in relief. But then, after that, I had a bright idea. What if… I can mess with his work? I started looking for the most recent documents. I couldn't find anything too weird, but… I proceeded to erase the three most recent ones. After they got erased, I chuckled. He wanted to ruin the future I was so close to achieving. And for what? Himself? How fucking selfish. I'm going to make him get a taste of his own medicine and ruin him. I continued looking around his documents and deleting things, but I tried to not make it too obvious. After some minutes of doing that, I decided it would be enough for today and left. I walked back to where the hole was and thought, if this hole is on the desktop, does it mean that this area is off-screen? I figured out that this area would not be visible for the user using the computer, so it would be relatively safe to stay here. I knew that just messing with Henry's work for the rest of my post-life wouldn't get me anywhere, but then I thought, what if I help Nintendo? I was never the type to like the idea of helping people. But if I was going to be stuck at Nintendo forever, I might as well do something good with my afterlife. And so it was. For a few weeks I went around many machines, fixing errors, fixing development glitches, adding content. If anything with the Wii was wrong, I would fix it. I saw in some reports by the district manager, Todd, that some people were talking about a mysterious ghost that was helping with development, and they called me the Helping Vessel. I found it kind of funny that they thought of me as an urban legend. But right when I was reading that report, I thought, wait, I was assassinated at Nintendo! I had forgotten to ever check up on what had happened to my last body, since I was already at Todd's computer I might as well figure out while I was there. I started looking at the reports that were made some dates after I died, but I could not find anything. The only report that I could find was one that said I had quit. I was surprised. Why? Why would they lie about this? About me? Then, it struck me. The Nintendo Wii, Nintendo's biggest console to date, was just a few weeks away from release. If, for some reason, word got out that someone was assassinated inside their headquarters, it would start a controversy. Then, the launch of the console would be nothing but a joke. It made so much sense, but still, I was surprised. I was surprised that they would do such a move. Then I continued browsing through the reports made by the manager, and then one caught my eye. This report was dated somewhere before I got hired. In short, this report said, Our team has found a set of mysterious creepy rooms hidden within the files of the Me Channel. We are too late in production of the week to remove it, but we are trying our best to find the culprits of this atrocious edition. So far, we have only found what seems to be a hospital hallway and a functional electric chair room. Again, we are sorry for any inconveniences, boss. Signed, Todd. Weird, I thought. Why would someone add something like that? I concluded. After that, I left Todd's computer and continued with my journey to help the Weeze launch. Until one day, the day before the Wii's launch... I was in the security camera room, looking around the workspace. I liked looking back at the headquarters sometimes because I sort of missed being human. Who would have thought I would miss being human, something that I hated so much. When looking at the cameras, I thought, how did Henry turn off the cameras? It was obvious he was not part of the security department, so I thought for a second, if he had any collaborators. But that thought was interrupted by something I saw in the cameras. I saw Henry. I had not seen that good-for-nothing in a while. Not since he killed me. That bastard, I mumbled. I was not happy to see him. But then I saw him take one wee from one of the wee piles that we had ready to ship. Then he entered one of the back rooms with it. This intrigued me with curiosity, however, as I wondered exactly what he was planning on doing. My interest got the better of me, and it was for the worst. I decided to then make my way towards the hole where I came from. Then I looked for the specific Wii Henry was using, and entered inside. I figured that at first, Henry was planning on playing around with the console to experiment with the code. I wasn't, however, going to let that slide. A taste of karma would be perfect to serve him, but the timing of this will have to be perfect. Wouldn't it be fun to mess around and spite him for all the things that he's done to me? I'd personally say it's justified. I could notice from first glance Henry, who finished setting up the console and was apparently drinking out of a bottle of beer during the process. Was he an alcoholic? I knew that son of a bitch couldn't have any redeeming qualities to him. As I was examining his actions, I realized that it would be blatantly obvious that I was watching the scene and it would have been a stupid decision if I decided to move right to the screen, so I stayed back. However, something was… off. I looked back and saw Henry who was focused on opening up the Me channel. He pressed on the selection to create a new Mii avatar. He gave the selected Mii the male gender role and seemingly disturbing-like features from then on out, although they reminded me of my own body. The Mii was hairless and bald, its eyes completely widened and enlarged, a cartoon-like grin and a small nose. Afterwards, the process of the Mii's appearance was done, then Henry typed in a name, Edeled. I could feel myself raising an eyebrow at this. Almost literally, but I couldn't do much. Wasn't that delete backwards? Quite an odd choice if I say so myself, and it honestly weirded me out. had a really off-putting feeling, and I thought that this was enough. I should probably get out of here before he notices me. I was midway through the process of getting out of there until I heard something. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a me. That was coming from Henry? What the the hell was he talking about? Is he that drunk? I wanted to see if he was going to do something stupid, so I stayed for a couple more seconds. But then he looked at his right and stood up. I finally decided that it was enough and left. While I was halfway back into the hole from where I came from, I suddenly got electrocuted. I felt the electricity go completely through my body. It felt like my whole body was on fire. I felt myself moving and shaking in pain, and that went on for a couple of seconds. It all felt like my soul was leaving my body. But while I was being severely electrocuted, something entered my non-existing ears. I heard Henry screaming. Then the shock finally stopped. I fell on the floor and felt very tired, but only one thought came to my mind. Was he also being electrocuted? Then, finally,
5: I passed out.
3: I woke up. I found myself in a dark room, laying in a bed, inside of a hallway. A hospital hallway. The atmosphere was dark, and I could see countless to endless beds in the distance of this hallway. After looking around my surroundings, the reel of memories flooded back to me. What happened to me? I thought silently to myself. I stood up and I instantly almost tripped. My body suddenly felt sort of incomplete. Then I looked at my hands. Every few seconds they would kind of glitch out. I realized that my whole body would do that. It was like my model was sort of corrupted. Then I started walking. And walking. Questions were filling my mind. I couldn't comprehend what had happened to me. But then, a memory came back to me from some weeks ago, that mysterious document from the manager. Is this... that hallway? I thought. Then, that means... I'm still inside of the Wii, I continued. I sighed. But after that, I noticed that my voice changed. It sounded... weird. It sort of sounded glitchy and distorted. Then a realization came to mind, maybe, just maybe, the shock of electricity that I received corrupted my model, maybe even my soul, made it act like this, but I hoped it was not permanent. But soon enough, I continued walking, looking for a possible way out, I needed to go back to the hole. As I walked, the hallway started getting darker and darker. Suddenly, I got to the end, and I found a door right in front of me. As I went through that door, I found a chair with a mysterious machine beside it, including a headset attached to it. I just stood there, kind of... speechless. When I entered, I instantly got reminded of the mysterious electric chair that was mentioned in the reports alongside the hospital hallway. I couldn't comprehend it, but it was real. Then, suddenly, I heard a scream. It was an agonizing cry for help. I immediately rushed outside. When I got out of the room, I saw a me, or better said, Henry's me. I stood there for a second, looking at it, and examined it directly. It was wearing light blue hospital clothing, holding its hand to its stomach, containing a very fearful and paranoid expression plastered on its face. I stared at it for a couple of seconds. Then, without hesitation, I jokingly tried to be friendly to it to see where it would go. It was obviously just a me; it wouldn't kill a fly. Hey there, fellow me, I said. Then I noticed that on its hospital clothes, it had a little name tag with its name, and I read it out loud. "Et huh? It's still a weird name. I continued, but then the me suddenly spoke with a shocked tone. it said, M- "My name is Henry and who." Wh- what are you? Wait, Henry? I jumped backwards, taken completely off guard. I was not expecting it to do anything, but... Henry? It's... No, that's impossible. But then, I remembered it all. I remembered that Henry was screaming when I was being electrocuted. It all connected in my head right from that moment forward. For some sort of reason, we were both electrocuted, and Henry died from the result. And now... Henry's soul lives in this we, or more specifically, in his me. There is no viable way Henry now lives as this me, I thought. We just stood there for a couple of seconds in complete silence with bare-to-no movement. I was in true shock. But then, I snapped back. I remembered what he did to me, and I started to slowly walk to him. And while I moved forward towards him, I started to speak. Well, well, well... Look who we've got backed into a corner here. How's it going, old friend? What have you been up to? I myself have been having a nice time around here and adapting. Wonder why. Oh, maybe it's because you're the reason why I'm dead. Henry stood there, eyes widened while shifting back towards the wall as he responded weakly. Austin? What? How the hell did you end up here? You're, you're you're supposed to be dead. You were You're supposed to be gotten rid of. I, I killed you! he exclaimed in fear. Oh, you thought you killed me, huh? Hilarious. I'm truly charmed, Henry. Did you really think you could have taken me alive that easily? I alleged back at the figure standing in front of me, abruptly obtaining confidence in my voice. It looks like the tables have been turned around towards my side. Really? I chuckled before continuing. It looks like I was worthy of obtaining a second chance at life, just how I desired it. What better way is there to use the time I got than giving you what you deserve? The hopeless figure only fearfully stared back at me, looking objectively just like prey. Austin, please, I'm sorry. I never wanted it to turn out like this. I'm sorry for killing you. I have been really trying to move on from it. I swear to you, Henry whimpered. He continued only to cower in panic. It's too late to go back and try to fix the past. The both of us are dead and we can't take it back but it's not too late to fix what comes forward. We can always make peace and move on from the past. Can we? He anxiously exclaimed. His offer only became more and more desperate. I only scoffed back in disgust. Ah, well, you really should have thought twice about acting like you did before taking it out on others, Henry. I worked too hard for this company, and it's all thanks to you that I've lost everything I've worked up for. We're stuck here, and there's nothing you can do about it. You wanted to take everything from me, didn't you? I could feel my adrenaline rushing, my temper taking over. It would only be so long before I snapped. I couldn't wait another second. I rushed towards him forcefully and punched him directly in the face. Henry's body was shoved backwards away from the force of the hit. Henry placed one of his hands towards the spot of the hit and held it, before locking eyes with mine. He growled back at me, finally cracking. You want vengeance, don't you, Austin? Very well. Henry then charged at me and tried to tackle me, but was abruptly stopped from my swift movements. Before he could pin me down, I slammed my fist right towards his face once more, hitting him before he collapsed onto the floor. Henry rose again, standing up and attempting another attack with his right arm, but it was blocked by mine. Then I noticed his leg and did a leg sweep that made Henry fall over. At the distance, I noticed the room where the electric chair was located. I grabbed a hold of Henry's leg and began to drag him towards the room. He was struggling, but I didn't hesitate one bit. This, this was what I always wanted. I finally arrived at the electric chair room. Then, I threw Henry towards the electric chair and tied him up while he was desperately trying to fight back. I was quick to find a dial in the device beside it, and I proceeded to crank it up. It was around two seconds before it started, but in those seconds, I looked at Henry's face. He was looking at me with an angry look. Henry then was severely electrocuted for several seconds. I only stood there and watched the view, satisfied with a grin on my face. Well, well, well. Look at how the tables have turned once again. Oh, how pitiful it is to see you here all helpless and restrained, with nowhere to run. This is what you get. When the procedure was finally over, Henry had passed out, and I looked at his body, happy with my accomplishment. Some minutes had passed and Henry hadn't woken up. While I waited for him to wake up, I decided to kill some time by doing anything. But I didn't know what. But while I was still at Nintendo, I figured out how to easily pull up the Wii's internal files and developer tools while I was directly inside the Wii. So, while Henry was still strapped to the chair and passed out, I was busy examining the code of the mysterious hospital hallway and the electric chair. While I was examining it, I figured out that the hospital hallway is where Miis go when they get erased in the Mi channel. When they get erased, the Miis get automatically strapped to life support machines in the hallway, and a pain value triggers in their code, meaning that they also go through extreme torture when they get deleted. And this pain value stays triggered in them forever, until they die, and the value doesn't seem to be removable. And the pain could even be multiplied by a bug in the code if the Mii would somehow be deleted multiple times, but that was unlikely to happen. Soon enough, after some amount of time decided by RNG, the Mii would die and get completely erased from the Wii's memory. The code seemed to have been done by an amateur. It was super easy to read through and it was filled with errors and bugs. Simply by looking at it, I found out how to easily escape the hallway and go back to the Mii channel and back with a bug on the code. I didn't understand why all of this was here, by a technical standpoint, having this extra process on the Wii's processor would not help with anything, and by a developer's standpoint, this feature didn't make sense either. But anyways, I started looking at the electric chair's code after that, and I found out that it creates fake shocks to simulate electricity, so it wouldn't have any of the normal effects real electricity could cause on someone. Basically, triggering a pain value on the patient's code again. But this time, the pain doesn't stay until they die. The code didn't point to this chair being used for anything, its processes and features were not tied to the hallway at all, besides them being connected by rooms. After I stopped looking through the code, Henry hadn't woken up yet, and I got tired of waiting. So, I used the bug I found in the code to send Henry's unconscious body back to the Mii channel. After that, I left the room, and I discovered one of the holes to go back to the hallway place, which sends me to the other electronics at Nintendo. In relief, I ran over to it. But, when I tried to go through, something stopped me. It was like a barrier. An invisible wall of sort was pausing me from going through. I could not even see the other side. I desperately tried to go through, but I was unable to. I kept pushing myself for several minutes. Thoughts were filling my mind while I was in the process. I'm never going to escape this stupid we, I thought. I only stopped as I let my temper rise. I was livid, and that couldn't stop me from hitting the wall beside the hole. I couldn't stand it any longer, I pointed the blame towards this abominable world for trapping me inside this damn Wii, and for everything. I swore one thing though, Henry is going to regret it for what he's done to me, and he won't get away from me this time. I immediately rushed back to the Mii channel, and I saw Henry standing there, awake and deep in thought. I remembered what I saw on the code of the hallway, that the Mii's would go through extreme pain when deleted, and that gave me a great idea. I sneaked up on him and I took him down to the ground. I grabbed a hold of his leg unexpectedly and I started dragging him to the delete icon on the me channel. We finally got to the delete button and I forced Henry inside of it, but before I finished, Henry whimpered in defeat. You heartless bastard. After the deed was done, I felt not quite satisfied with my achievement, so I decided I could play with Henry for just a bit longer. I went back to the hallway and found Henry standing there, with his back facing towards me. I headed towards him, only with taunting intentions. What's the matter, little me? You're not a fan of getting deleted? I teased, smugly looking at him. Henry suddenly shifted his body direction and faced me, but didn't speak a word. Ah, what's wrong, Henry? Are you scared of me? I wouldn't have expected you to back down this easily. You were so ruthless back there. What happened to your confidence, huh? You know all of this is your fault!" I continued, smirking to myself in delight. From what I least expected, Henry talked back. Don't call me that. Henry responded with an almost silent tone. Now, what was that? I need you to speak louder. I raised an eyebrow, but only went on, taking charge of the conversation. Henry's pupils expanded, to the point of almost completely covering his eyes. Before I could think of it, Henry pulled an axe out of nowhere and shouted, Don't call me Henry! Immediately after crying out, Henry rushed after me, about to swing his axe. He quickly got near me and swung his weapon with force, but I surprisingly caught the blade with my hands. I didn't think it would work. I even expected to miss. My, my. You think a little weapon is enough to scare me? Where the hell did you even find this? I exclaimed. After I said that, Henry continued swinging his axe while I was backing up. I think it can! Suddenly, Henry luckily struck a hit on me, right on my chest. I dropped on the floor, holding my hand on the wound. My vision panned down. My wound was huge. There was no blood or anything similar, only pain. Pain that I needed to give back to Henry. So, do you really think that would do anything to me? I exclaimed. Without hesitation, I quickly rushed at Henry, leaving him with no time to react. I grabbed him by the neck and pulled him up. With a grin on my face and a scared look on Henry's, I glared down at my hand. I forgot I had modeled it to be low poly, so they looked like claws. I realized they were perfect for the job. I smiled and swiftly cut Henry's head off with my claws. I dropped Henry's dead body on the floor, but I was still not satisfied. I knew that Henry would appear on the hallway again at any minute and he would most likely find a way to get back to the me channel. So I figured that playing with Henry for the rest of eternity wouldn't be satisfactory since he would come back again and again. I started walking. I wanted to find a way to punish Henry for all that he did to me once and for all. The pain on my wound had already stopped aching by then. While I continued walking, something caught my eye. On a wall at my right, I saw a broken glass box with the label, Emergency, on top of it. That must have been where the axe Henry was using came from. It would be obvious they would add some kind of background prop like that in this kind of scenery. Then I ignored it and continued walking. While I was walking, I started brainstorming various methods, but suddenly, a memory came to me. I remember the thing that I found while working on homework for college all those months ago. ECT electroshock therapy. If I could use it correctly, I could make Henry go through extreme pain and forget everything about himself. But how? I knew that the electric chair inside the Wii caused fake shocks, I started thinking. But then, an idea came over me. The power supply, I exclaimed with excitement. I realized that if I could find a way for the electric chair to draw in real power from the power supply, I could guide the electricity towards the electric chair. But for it to work, the Wii would have to be plugged in, something that would be hard to achieve. Except, if some unlucky bastard bought the Wii we were in. If I could execute the plan while the Wii was plugged in, it could work. But then, I realized that if the motherboard, where the processor and RAM were, suddenly got a lot of power from the power supply, the motherboard and the rest of the Wii could overheat or even melt. So I only had one chance to do it. One chance to finally punish Henry once and for all. I immediately ran towards the electric chair room and got to work. I knew that it would take a lot of time to do, especially because of this messy code, but it would be worth it. Then, I started modifying the code of the electric chair. I was modifying it so it would draw energy directly from the power supply. It was difficult because the code of the chair was really messy, but the progress I got so far was excellent. I thought the plan would be executed perfectly. Until, a couple of days later, I felt the Wii power turn on. "'Somebody already bought the Wii?' I exclaimed, but it was barely ten days after the supposed launch to the console. Was the Wii that popular for it to sell that quick?' I questioned to myself. I rushed to the Mii channel, I saw Henry standing there, looking at the screen, acting just like a Mii. And on the other side of the screen, I saw a kid, a little kid and this kid was looking at Henry with a frightened expression. Ah, perfect. An innocent kid now has to experience Henry's bullshit, I thought to myself with a hint of concern. As much as I despised all of humanity, I always had a soft spot for kids. I knew that they were purely impeachable and naive. They never meant any harm. Unfortunately for them, though, it won't always be this way. They'd eventually grow up to become just like the rest. So, if I wanted to execute my plan without affecting the kid, I would have to wait. But my thoughts were interrupted by the kid. The kid suddenly grabbed Henry with the Wii remote and deleted him. I was shocked by this happening. I didn't think the kid would delete him. Damn, was that me really that creepy? I thought. Then, the kid proceeded to create a new me. This me was seemingly less obscure compared to Henry's, with average features, but it appeared identical to the kid's appearance and this kid named his me, Kyle. Something that I would assume was the kid's name. But by the time the kid finished his me, Edeled was back at the me channel. He must have figured out the bug too, huh? Then the kid immediately deleted him again, the first chance he got. He proceeded to leave the Wii menu and decided to go play some Wii Sports, the Wii's packed in game. I didn't want to stay to see the rest. After all, the modifications to the chair were still not done. I went back to the electric chair room and continued with my work. But after around 20 minutes, I heard the kid outside. Apparently, he started having a conversation with Henry back at the Mead Channel. I couldn't make out any of Henry's words, but I could hear the kid. The kid was mentioning how Edelette was creepy, and how he didn't want him in his Me Channel. I felt sympathy for the kid, for having to deal with Henry and all his bullshit. But that gave me even more motivation, even more motivation to punish Henry. Some days had passed, and while I was messing around with the files, I figured out how to change certain properties of the Wii's image. I could make the screen go black, go to static, completely disconnect it from the TV, and I could even change the atmosphere of the Mii channel. But I bet that Henry already figured out how to do it, since he also figured out the bug to go back to the Mii channel. I thought that this ability could be useful for my advantage later. Around a week had passed, and I was almost finished with the modifications to the chair. I hadn't heard much of the kid until that same day I heard a new voice. I went back to the Mii channel to see what was happening, but when I arrived, I arrived to find Henry in the middle of killing a Mii, the kid's me, with an axe. Kyle's Mii seemed to be in a lot of pain. It seemed like Henry had cut off the legs of the Mii and was about to deal the final blow. Henry sure has something about cutting off legs, huh? I looked at the screen and I saw the kid and another one I would assume to be his friend. I wanted to stop Henry, but I was too late. He then proceeded to cut off the Mii's head with the axe. After a couple of seconds, the Wii got unplugged, and I went back to the electric chair room, defeated. I felt guilty that I couldn't stop Henry. It's safe to assume that the kid, Kyle, is now in some sort of shock or even traumatized along with his friend, but that pushed me even more to do what was needed. As more time passed, the chair was finally finished, but I haven't felt the Wii being plugged in since that day. It would be safe to assume that the Wii was saved somewhere, or even returned to the retailers. So I waited. It was a long wait. But I would sometimes find myself daydreaming, about how it would feel to be a human again. I couldn't even finish college when I was alive, I left my parents with so much college debt. Or I would find myself dreaming about many other things. Things that came out of my imagination, like self-made TV shows, drama, comedies, etc. How I'd even play Wii Sports every once in a while. Being inside of the game itself would be something that my past self would have loved, and it was kind of fun, to be honest. And sometimes, I'd go back to the Meat channel and play with Henry. But the things I did were not satisfying me because of the anticipation to finally execute the plan. Now, it had been around 10 years I could tell by the Wii's internal calendar. I was taking a nap, sitting beside the electric chair, until I suddenly felt the Wii being plugged in. I instantly woke up. I didn't hear the kid. I heard a female voice. She proceeded to open the Wii menu, and then she started to talk to Henry. Again, I couldn't understand Henry, but I could hear the new voice. Apparently this new voice was named Sam, but she had empathy towards Henry and treated him with kindness and respect. She didn't want to delete him, like Kyle did. I was a bit annoyed by that, I didn't think Henry deserved to be spared. They then proceeded to talk about how Mies are sent to a horrible place when they get deleted, but apparently, Henry didn't want to speak more about it, that's all I heard that day. I got excited with temptation by the thought of this, I could finally execute my plan, but I would have to wait for the perfect moment to arrive. It would likely have to wait a couple more days, I thought. And so I started to wait, until two days later. I was sitting on the electric chair, and I was puzzled, quite bored, it felt too quiet, until I suddenly heard Henry talking to Sam. I realized since I could hear Henry, it meant he was most likely in the hallway for some reason, since I couldn't hear him when he was on the Me channel. I was taken by surprise by this, I didn't expect Henry to be deleted, especially by Sam. Sam, I'm not upset with you. I understand that you want to know what happens when a Mii gets deleted, but please, never do this again. The pain gets worse every time I get deleted. I'll meet you in the Mii channel." Henry explained with a weak voice. I knew that this would be the perfect moment to finally reveal myself to Sam. I saw Henry going back to the Mii channel, so I forced the screen to go black and I started reaching out to Sam. I didn't expect Edeled to be here, I quietly started. Who, who was that? Sam questioned frightfully. You'll find out soon, I concluded with a tease. Then, I let the console go back to the Wii menu. I wanted to keep myself mysterious in my identity to Sam for a bit longer. I didn't want to do everything at once, so I'll just have to keep it smart and inexplicable for a couple of days, just to make it perfect. But... The next day, while I was listening outside the Wii, something got my attention. I heard Sam talking to someone over the phone, but that someone surprised me, it was Kyle. Kyle! There was no way. The kid that Henry traumatized all those years ago? It wasn't possible. But anyways, Kyle introduced himself as someone who used to own this same Wii and accidentally donated his Wii to a Value Village thrift store. Then he started talking about how he was contacting Sam to destroy the Wii, to deal with Edelette. It seemed Kyle had some similar intentions to mine. We both didn't like Henry one bit. I smiled at this, knowing that someone also wanted Henry to be punished made me happy. But then, Sam declined the offer from Kyle. I was expecting that. Then, they had a little argument. No! Eteled isn't some cold-hearted murderer! Sam yelled. Well, he chopped off my me's legs and head, Kyle shouted. He grew up in a bad environment. And how do you know? Edelette told me. Then they went silent. What Sam said shocked me. He grew up in a bad environment? How selfish. I was alienated by society, labeled with a bullshit mental condition, and punished for it. But that didn't make me a cold-hearted murderer like Henry. I was the opposite, really. I was finally contributing something good to society, and Henry had to take it away from me. How insensitive, I thought. After that, I felt Henry turned on the Wii himself, and Sam started affirming to Henry that she was not going to let Kyle do anything. Damn it, I thought. But I was given the perfect motive. After their little conversation ended, I made the screen turn to black, and I started speaking to Sam once again. Oh, I wish Edeled was deleted. I miss doing all that stuff I did to him. Who are you? Sam screamed at me. Someone that needs to complete a procedure that had been postponed again and again, I affirmed. What do you mean? Sam asked. Electricity can cure a lot of things, especially when the shocks go right to the head, I affirmed. What do you mean? She demanded one more time. Henry wasn't the only one to become a me, I concluded. Not wanting to reveal more, I shut off the console. After that, I heard Sam go to bed. I chuckled. I knew the plan would be perfect. I started making preparations. I proceeded to delete all the axe files from the Wii, including all other weapons, in case Henry was to use them to defend himself from me. Then, the next day, I was just done with the preparations, but something that happened surprised me. I heard Sam calling Kyle again, but this time, Sam invited Kyle over because Sam wanted to know how Henry would react to Kyle. But Sam made sure Kyle doesn't bring up anything to make sure he doesn't destroy the Wii. I was not expecting that to happen, Sam sure was an idiot, but I knew that this would be the perfect moment to execute my plan. Then I realized that if I were to show myself, I would have to reveal my name, however, I wanted to prevent revealing my real alias, Austin. I wanted something that could confuse them, and maybe even strike them with fear. I started thinking for a bit, then finally I came up with a good enough name, Corrupted Me. I decided on that name for several reasons, mainly referencing how my body and voice were corrupted because of Henry. And I was, indeed, a me. It made sense, but I could have come up with something better. Yet. There was not enough time. After about 15 minutes, the Wii turned on and Henry and Sam made some chit chat. Before all else could occur, the bell rang. I was enlivened, delighted, and enthralled. The adrenaline in my veins rushed with a fever of excitement. The anticipation was killing me. So I made my way over to the me channel and hid myself so Henry wouldn't see me. By the time I was there, I saw Henry greeting Kyle. On the other side of the screen, I saw two teenagers. I saw what I recognized to be Kyle but grown up, puberty sure did hit him. And I also saw who I would assume to be Sam in his right. Surprisingly, this was my first time seeing them. I couldn't wait any longer. I wanted to execute my plan right now. Anticipation was killing me. I have been waiting ten years to do this, but I had to wait for the conversation to be over. Then they started talking about what Kyle remembers about Edeled. Well, I remember deleting you because I didn't want you on my Mii channel. And I also remember you violently murdering my me, Kyle explained. So you're saying I'm a murderer? Maybe, Kyle replied. Yes, I silently mumbled, with agreement with Kyle. Then, Henry started shouting at Kyle, because Kyle didn't learn the lesson to not delete me's. What utter bullshit. But, I was about to delete Henry, for the final time. When their little discussion was over, anticipation took over me and I made the screen go to static. It was finally time. I took the camera over to the hallway and put it under one of the light sources. I wanted them to see me. Then, when I was ready, I started speaking. Oh, hello, Sam. Did I interrupt Edeled's little meltdown? I teased. Sam looked at Kyle and asked, do you know who that voice is? Kyle, being confused, said, No, I have no idea. I never heard that voice before. <laughs> it's honestly funny to see you trying to figure out who I am, but how about I just show myself right now, I concluded. Afterwards, I finally walked to the point where they could clearly see me. I smiled and revealed myself. I and the corrupted me. They looked at me for a second, and I saw some relief in Sam's face. She was happy that the mystery was finally out. Finally, I made the screen go to static again and took them back to the me channel. And I made the me channel dark to strike fear in Henry and them. If I wanted to execute my plan, I needed Henry to be deleted first because the chair was over at the hallway. So I had to do it myself. I made my way to the me channel. I stealthily moved up behind Henry and covered his mouth with my hands, then I started dragging him over to the delete button. Ready for some therapy buddy? I said while dragging him. Henry was struggling for his life while I was dragging him, kicking and struggling, but he couldn't say anything since I had my hand covering his mouth. We finally arrived at the delete icon and Edeled freed his mouth from my hand. Let me go you son of a motherless goat! He shouted. For all the curses in the world, why did he have to say something so stupid? Damn, I was expecting him to say something better, but what could I expect from someone like Henry? I covered his mouth again. You shut the hell up and deal with the upcoming pain, you understand? I hope you know the pain that you're about to experience will be more than you've ever endured. 650 volts you're getting, my friend. 650 volts! Actually, I didn't know exactly how much electricity he was getting but I knew that the Wii's power supply could draw enough electricity to be effective for Henry. I just came up with that number to intimidate Henry. I wanted to see him beg for his life. I saw over at the screen, and both of them had fearful, terrified expressions on their faces. Sam was obviously fearing for Henry's wellness. Good, I concluded. When I finally deleted Edeled, I made my way over to the electric chair room, while also leading the screen over there. But while I was doing it, I felt the Wii get disconnected. Did Kyle take it? I wondered. But I knew that Sam would most likely get it back, so I continued strapping Henry to the chair while he fought for his dear little me life. But we heard Kyle running with the Wii. He was most likely taking it somewhere. Then I felt Sam taking it from Kyle and she ran. I looked at Henry and said, looks like Sam is stronger than we thought. Right, Henry? Well, she being so nice to you is going to be her downfall, I concluded. What is it that you want? Why can't you get over all this? It's been ten years, or even longer. Why won't you give up on all this nonsense? Henry questioned with concern. I looked at him for a solid second, and then I hesitantly responded. I will never accept how things happened. I'm done being manipulated by this world. And we can't go back to how it was before. But, I will make my last living moments the most enjoyable they could ever be." Henry after acknowledging my response looked at me, and looked away. He suddenly had an expression of regret in his face. Maybe he was finally regretting what he did to me, but it was too late. "'Well, we now just gotta wait a bit so I can finally put you where you belong, Henry,' I said while putting on the headset to his head, and taping his mouth shut. Then. After our little conversation, we finally felt the Wii being plugged back in. I forced the Wii menu to turn back on, and I saw Sam looking at us with worry. Finally, I walked over to the electrical box beside the chair and cranked the dial. Henry then finally got severely electrocuted. I could hear his mumbles of pain while that happened. He was finally getting what he deserved. I couldn't be happier. The therapy was coming along nicely. I saw him shaking in pain. With tears rolling down his face. After a couple of seconds, I stopped it. I knew by doing this, Henry would forget many details of his life, including stuff about this Wii. When the procedure was done, I looked at Sam and said, Well, it looks like Edelad can't just teleport back to the Mii channel anymore. Boo hoo, I said smugly. I wonder why? Oh wait, it's because the electricity made him forget how. The electricity is very good at doing that. It cured Edeled of that knowledge, but now I must cure him of himself. I reached my hand over to the dial, and Sam screamed, Let him go! I obviously was not going to do that. After that, I saw Kyle entering the room with a bloody nose. Sam, I just don't want Eteled to do any more harm, Kyle told her. You mean you don't want the corrupted me to do any more harm? She replied quietly as she looked back at the TV. Then, without saying a word, I proceeded to crank the dial once more. Henry got severely electrocuted again, but this time it was even stronger. He was shaking even more. I could tell he was in extreme pain. It brings satisfaction to my eyes. I could finally see Henry suffer for what he has done. After a couple of seconds, I stopped the machine. While keeping my composure, I exclaimed, Well, I guess the procedure is over, I said. Just one more shock. By now, the Wii was doomed to be melted and destroyed by the power supply, bringing more and more power into the Wii. But I just couldn't stop. Punishing Henry is the one and only thing that has truly brought me joy this last ten years. I simply couldn't stop. This time, I cranked the dial to full, and Henry was shocked badly. He was shaking and crying. I was so happy I could jump. My life could be over right now and I wouldn't have any regrets. Then, Sam turned off the TV. After a couple of minutes, the procedure was finally done. I knew the power supply couldn't handle any more power. Then, Sam and Kyle had a little discussion outside. I even heard some screams of pain from Kyle, but I was too occupied admiring my work. I reached down to Henry and grabbed his chin. You know, Henry... I have had so much fun with you these last few years. You would feel guilty for what you did to me, but you probably can't even remember what you did," I said. But, I guess this will be our end since this wee will melt very soon, thanks to you. I untied Henry, but he was barely conscious. I sent him to the me channel, and I followed soon after. I saw Henry. He told Sam that the we would melt very soon. But I made the screen go to static because I wanted to talk to Sam. When I appeared on the screen, Sam almost jumped at my sight. But then, she asked me what I wanted. I want Henry in hell. That's what I want. I want Henry to burn in the fiery pits of hell, I answered. You're sick. You're not the first person to tell me that, I said. Good, she stated. Maybe I should pay him a little visit. I exclaimed with excitement. Don't, she demanded. There was a pause. Why so angry, Sam? Is it because I gave Henry some therapy? I asked smugly. Some therapy? It's torture, she yelled. Oh, shut up. It's not torture. It's an actual, recognized form of therapy, I said. I don't give a damn what it is. It's torture, Sam yelled again. If you insist. But... Let's pay Henry a little visit." I cut the screen to static again, while I made my way to the Mii Channel. The static stopped, and now I was at the Mii Channel, standing facing Henry. I saw that the textures of the Mii Channel were beginning to go all over the place, corrupting. This likely meant that the Wii was beginning to overheat. "'Hello, Adelaide. How are you?' I said with enthusiasm. "'You... You get away from me!' Henry said with anger. Why should I? Oh. Wait, you're going to get your axe and try to chop my legs off again. Well, guess what, little me? You can't. The axe no longer exists, nor any other weapon exists on this Wii. I wiped it all out from this console, I exclaimed. No, Edeled sighed. But there's really no point in giving you any more pain, though. This Wii will melt in the next half hour. So there's really no point in doing anything anymore, I concluded. Henry looked at me and said, Burn in hell. We were both silent after that. I knew that I had completed the deed. I was satisfied. The debt was done. Sam picked me up and dragged me over to the delete icon and deleted me. Sam had successfully gotten rid of me once and for all. I only ended up falling. The tones of my body dipped backwards. My pupils dilated at this new, yet such familiar sight. Was I back in the void again? I wasn't wrong. The entire world had seemed to finally crash down on me. The walls collapsed, and the fall was endless. Unlike last time, a peculiar feeling entered me. I was senseless, helpless even, but I felt relieved. Everything had felt finally complete for me, and this was something I had never felt before. I finally sensed what happiness feels like. I had left the world I was once in before and entered the never-ending void. This was destined to be my fate, permanently. I am finally rid of the aggravation, the wounds which have slowly repressed, the scars that healed but were meant to bleed. All of the numbness I felt throughout my trial of life has been put at rest. Someday, somehow, in some way, I'd finally be able to understand the satisfaction of getting my vengeance to this world. It was never always going to be innumerable faults and despair. I finally got what I wanted, and what I wished for ever so much. I made Henry get what he deserved, and put myself at rest for the nightmare I lived, all thanks to him. My hurting lasted for long enough, and this retaliation was far overdue. It didn't seem to come to affect me. Whether I'd be dragged into the dim pits of hell to eternally serve a sentence, or I'd be blessed and carried in arms to hear the anthem of angels at the gates of heaven and be forgiven for my sins. It all felt complete. I finally tied up the loose knots and ends for myself. My name is, or was, Austin. I was granted the title of being considered human in that life. But, oh how wrong they were about me. I used to hold the belief dearly to myself that I was against the entire world. I anticipated and feared that all would turn imprecise for me. I never thought that I'd be able to feel something that could bring me content, relief, and happiness through that life. And yet again, I surprised myself. Or rather, the world can surprise me. I finally got to hold the emotions I've lingered for desired for begged and pleaded for throughout my entire life reprisal and recrimination for those who wronged me before finally came I felt okay I felt happiness I finally found out what it felt like knowing that I was able to make things right and make those who were against me agonize in their wounds for it this was my life as Austin this is the end of the road for me And I got the ending I always wanted, to feel happy. And now, wherever this void takes me, I shall follow and keep falling. Farewell, and perhaps, maybe we can meet again in a new life. Until then, sayonara, Austin.